At Mountain Dew, we'd like to remind you that the world as we know it would not exist without the number zero. Which is why, at Mountain Dew, we'd like to recognize the number zero for making Mountain Dew Zero Sugar possible. Even with no sugar, it packs all of the bold citrus kick Dew Nation knows and loves. It's so good, you have no reason not to try it. As in zero. Get it? Crack open an ice-cold Mountain Dew Zero Sugar. It's zero sugar. All do. This is WWE Hall of Famer, The Think, Howard Finkel, and you're listening to the Nerd Coalition. Welcome to No Gimmicks Needed. Yes! 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 If you can survive, if I let you. You have to be the man! You gotta beat the man! Woo! The kids do big that sucker. Do I have everybody's attention now? Yeah, I hear you see a punk. And by the way, did you know it was Black History Month? Welcome back to the nerd, excuse me, to the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Andy, and my co host, the man of the reality, Q Flow Florida Rookie. What's going on, everybody? We are here. And also, my co-host, not Dion, says for prime time. What's up, y'all? It's me, P-R-I-M-E. And also, my beautiful wife, they, they got the red, black, and green going on in her hair right now. The greatest sketch, Lady Sketch. Oh, How y'all doing? Yeah, first of all, it looks so fly. So, uh, we're here, back with another episode of... The No Gimmicks Wrestling Podcast, and it's going to be an interesting one to, uh, today. And before we get all into all that stuff, I did make sure we go out there and pay the bills. Make sure you check out SpaciousPhilly.com, the production company we are a part of. Check out the podcast stuff, the uh, content they have on their website, such as the Luna and Pop, Luna and Pop Horror War Show, Both Sides, and the Mark and Dark Show. Check us out on there as well. The No Gimmicks Wrestling Podcast, Nerd Gas with Talk Podcast, Turntables, Hip Hop Culture, and Beyond. And drunk off sober tongues, especially with the Ballers Lounge podcast being put up very, very soon. And uh, make sure you guys check us out on all the podcasts as we get your podcast: Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spreaker, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and if you listen to us on YouTube, check out YouTube Premium as well. But if you have Google Play, you should have that stuff already. And I want to make sure, you know, I get that. I check out the real nerdcoalition.com where you get the Nerd Coalition merch. You can get, uh, check out Qflow's album, The Wardrobe, and get Qflow merch over there too. The layover hoodie is extra warm and fitted. I mean, it, it, it got me through AC this past weekend. So, you know, everything was good for me. Um, so guys, we got, huh? I'm pausing. Q, I think it's an echo. It's in. Qflow? I'm not going. No. Okay, not no more. That follows me. Okay. Because I heard Aiken when he when he said his intro, so I didn't want to interrupt. But, yeah. Okay. Well, I got you. I appreciate that. So, guys, we are fully into Black History Month. Yeah. You know, and uh, I'm like, uh, so time to, to to celebrate our people, and what better way to do that than with, as a wrestling podcast to celebrate some of the great African American wrestlers that have ever existed in the world and we're doing something a little different <clears throat> like I said this was inspired by the NFL 100 but yeah, uh, yep. what we're going to do is we decided to come up with 
What is the definitive top 50 list of African-American wrestlers? So we got four people on this podcast. And so what we're going to do is we're going to each give our 50 through 41 list of black wrestlers. And then we're going to debate of what is going to be the the, the definitive 50 through 41 list. And then next week, we'll come back to 40 through 31. All right. All right. So, who wants to go first? Ooh, I'll go first. Okay. Okay, Q. Just run it down to me, right, 50 right. to 41. All right, got you. All right, listen. Before I do this, disclaimer. Until we get to, like, our top 20, my list might seem disrespectful to the older fans. I'm sorry. I was born in 92. I didn't see a lot of these guys, so... Don't take this as disrespect, all right? I just didn't see them. I had to fill out the list. Age is there, all right? They might not even make the, the, the nerd coalition list, all right? My bad. With that, let's get this list started. Number 50, I have Lawrence Taylor. Oh, my God. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> right, no, I'm not even going. I'm not even going yet. Okay. Okay. So, number 40, 49, I got the boogeyman. Okay. Mm. 48, I got somebody named S.D. Jones. I remember Special Jones. Okay. All right. 47, I got Sailor R. Thomas. Okay. All right. 46, I got Bobo Brazil. Okay. Ooh. 45, give it up for the ladies. I have Alicia Fox. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. 44, I got Ernie Ladd. Big cat. All right. 43. I have Viscera. Mm, Okay. Okay. 42. Tony Atlas. I'm not mad at that. 41. Rest in peace. Old man Rocky John. Okay. You know what? That's not a bad 50 to 41 list. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) That's not bad. That's not bad. Some is, but that's not bad. Uh... Lay sketch, you wanna go next though? Okay. Prior time. Alright. So <laughs> I like you, I wasn't so nice to Alicia, I put her at fifty. Okay. <laughs> uh then I just get all the I don't wanna say fluff out of the way, but I got I put Titus uh forty nine. <laughs> yes, Titus forty nine. Uh Butch Reed. 48. Okay. And I just put a couple people that I like low on this list. Like, for example, uh, Kenny King. Okay. I mean, ooh, my bad. Shane Strickland, a.k.a. Uh, Isaiah Sora Scott. Then yeah. Kenny King. Uh, I have Bad News Brown. I put him low because I didn't, you know, really see him that much. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, for me, I would. I'll put a Mid Johnson. I Mid Johnson low too. Sorry, people. Uh, Abdullah the Butcher. Yo, I kind of forgot about Abdullah the Butcher. I forgot about Abdullah the Butcher, but go ahead. <laughs> oh yeah, Abdullah the Butcher. I honestly forgot what number I'm on, but uh, <laughs> I'm gonna put um Leo Rush. 
and oh my god, Elijah Burke. The point. Okay, one more, Elijah Burke. You heard me? Uh, okay. Were you not keeping count? I swear I just named up. Oh, oh, my bad. Norma Smiley. Okay. I do like Norma Smiley. Okay. I, I'll go next. Here goes my list. Number 50. Okay. Primetime Elix Skipper. Number, 40, number 49. Cedric Alexander. Number 48. Viscera. Number 47. Ahmed Johnson. Okay. Number 46, Bad News Brown. Number <laughs> right. 45, Tony Atlas. Number oh, 44, huh? Apollo Cruz. Mm-hmm. Number 43, <laughs> Naomi. Okay. Number 42, The Godfather. Number 41, <laughs> right. Jazz. Okay. Wow. That was actually decent. I, I, thought, decent. I thought my list was crazy. Just, <laughs> woo. Yep. Y'all name me. Y'all, y'all throwing people now on this joint. Yep. All right. And I feel like our top tens are gonna reflect pretty closely. Not not equally, but closely. Well, I think I stand by mine to say that Alicia Fox is fifty because look, <sighs> y'all been nice. Alicia Fox ain't even on my list. Uh, well, yeah, that is true. that is right. Hey, <laughs> New Jack ain't sniffing my list. It, it's yeah. not sniffing at all. Okay. Or cutting it. Or killing it. <laughs> All right. Lady sketches up next. Hi, right, y'all. Y'all got to forgive me. I'm very tired. Um, number 50, I have Viscera. 49, I have um, Alicia Fox. Let's see. 48, I had Godfather. I'm short a couple. Let's throw somebody else in there. 47, I'm going to put in uh, Bad News Brown. Mm-hmm. 46, Tony Atlas. 45, I met Johnson. Uh, oh, I missed somebody. 44, Jazz. I'll just move her up. Uh-huh. She was. Uh, 43, Cedric Alexander. 42, Apollo Cruz. I missed him one. Um, let's go... Mm, let's go 41. I'll do Naomi. Okay. Now, so we obviously all have different lists of who, you know, should be in there, who should not be. So, it's time to get a little slight debate going and get our definitive list down. First of all, in my personal opinion, since three people had it on the list, I don't think Alicia Fox belongs on this list, period. I don't think she does either, but I didn't have anybody to put. So, the only thing about that is that y'all may have her at 50. I don't have her on there at all. Okay. Would y'all, I mean, yes, she was a former Divas champion. Yes, she has the second best scissor kick in in wrestling, but that's it. Oh, you know, and she can sell. I will give her that, but I have a ton of more women that can just wrestle circles around Alicia Fox. That okay, is, that is true. Her foolery got 
Orrin Anderson fired. Like, yeah. yeah okay. There's that. So, can we agree that maybe Alicia Fox should not be on the list? Okay, so who do we think should be number fifty then? Um. Now my fifty was primetime Ely Skipper, and the reason why I put him on there is because once again, this is top fifty great, but he was Cedric Alexander before Cedric Alexander was. Mm-hmm. He was very athletic. Everybody remembers him walking the cage tightrope in TNA. That was great. But that's all he had. He was just a good wrestler. He didn't have a great character. He wasn't great on the mic. He was just a greasy Negro. Mm. That's all he was. Even when, uh, prior, was he part of like Team Canada for a minute? Or was he just wearing the oh. white and red? Oh. Ely Skipper. Nah, he was just wearing white and red. He was on, he was on Triple X. Triple, now, I remember him on Triple X with, with Chris uh, Riddell and Low Key. But yeah. once again, he, he had nothing. It was just all about his his, his wrestling skill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I, I would put him at 50. You know, he's, he's solid. Uh, Q-Flow, what about you? Um, I mean, I just threw Lawrence Taylor on here because I don't remember nothing else but that WrestleMania match. It was like, I mean, all right, if that counts, you did one thing. So. Well, I mean, but. I would take Lawrence Taylor all only because, you know, I'll put, keep him in the in the football category. All right. Yeah, because. Right, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with it. I told y'all, this, 41 to 50, like, like until we get to our top 20s, I'm going to have, I, I'm, I'm not really going to be punching a lot with these lists. So I'm, I'm fine with taking him off. Alright, so uh problem looks like it's coming down to you would agree to put Ian uh, Skipper at fifty? Yeah, I'll agree to it. Okay, he'll be he'll be fifty. I'm I'm gonna take the hold on real quick. Yeah. Alright, so now we're gonna be at forty nine. So we got Elon Skipper as a definitive fifty for this list. So my forty nine was Cedric Alexander. Yours prior time was what? I just Titus O'Neil accused yours is yours is what? The boogeyman. Okay, well I I I I I I hate the boogeyman, but you, 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 you can argue you can argue Boogeyman did have a good character. He was very in shape for his age, but he was just not a good wrestle uh, a good wrestler. And he has a WrestleMania match under his belt. Damn. Uh, yeah. I thought about that. Yeah. He ate the thing off of Jillian Hall's. Uh, all, all right, we, this, uh, we, that, we saw it. Yeah, that shit is gross. Oh, okay, and you know the actual words. He, he, that is the Negro that did anything for a job. And we already got one, and he's a twenty. He used to be twenty four seven champion. So, uh, I don't know if I could put Boogeyman or or at forty nine prime. I don't know if I can put him at forty nine either. Just me personally. Is he on your list? No. All right. Boogie, yeah, because I don't think I don't think I think Boogeyman would have to be in Q flows. Did didn't sniff it too well list. But however, oh, Boogeyman, 
Boogeyman getting thrown out. He ain't sniffing the list. I'm looking like because I'm saying I can't. If Boogeyman is going to be on this list, I can't put him. Pat, I mean, I if I put him at forty nine, I'm like, damn. Does Eli Skipper get moved down because Eli uh, was a way better wrestler than Boogeyman was? It's just that Boogeyman has the character, the WrestleMania match under his belt. He's undefeated at WrestleMania. Yes. Okay. I just said that. Will we, will we be open to moving Boogeyman at fifty and Eli Skipper at forty nine? Well, me being. I'm not mad at that. Me being, uh, I really hate the boogeyman. It's just that I we are calling this the fifty greatest. Is he? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a point. You got a point. Never mind. So you know, I, I he's on the back burner right now. He's burning because let's see, I got I got Cedric Alexander. The only reason why I put him at forty nine is because Cedric, once again, is like Elix Skipper to me. He he. Is great in the ring. He just lacks personality. Okay. Yeah, he's not. He's not the greatest promo. He's a damn great wrestler, but you know, yeah. uh, I mean, Paul Heyman did try to push him, and then all of a sudden it was like it wasn't going for him right now because Vince didn't want it, and it's like he he just does not have the personality or the maestros. He's just a, nothing but a decent wrestler who can sell his ass off. And I'm like, you need a little bit more than that. You need some more. And he, he was he was the longest one of the longest Cruiserweight champions on there. And I watched the stuff from 205 Live, but still, he needs more of the work. Like I said, I, I think Ali is better as a complete package than uh, Alexander is. But he's still great to be put right under Elix Skipper. Okay. Uh, I personally have Cedric higher on my list. So, um, what about... <laughs> Reason being, Cause I, huh? Reason being, because I, I mean, Cedric's his his move set is what gets me. I know you talk about his character. His character isn't developed like at all. He's just a black dude from Carolina, yes. and uh, I'm, that's what his character is. I'm black and I'm from Carolina, and okay. uh, I want to be Black Panther. I'm, I want to be Black Panther. That's his character too. But uh, I mean, his wrestling ability is higher than. A lot of people on this list, I can't deny, but moveset wise, but uh, character wise, you do got a point. So okay, I'm so, so who's who's at your forty nine? I have Titus, but I I won't be willing to put somebody else. Okay, for the sake of the the, the group. All right, uh, well, how about this? I rated. I'm looking at my list here. My next one is Viscera. Okay, I could put. Viscera up here, hardcore champion. But see, the reason why I put Viscera above uh, Cedric is because Viscera, believe it or not, has a better resume than Cedric do. Well, yeah, King of the Ring. Well, you talking about Viscera or like Nelson Fraser, Fraser as a whole? Well, more so King Mo to Viscera. He, you know, he was part of the most legendary group of the Lord of Dark. I mean, the, the, the Ministry of Darkness. He was mm-hmm. a former King of the Ring, former tag team mm-hmm. champion, former hardcore mm-hmm. champion. Only fat guy that could do a spinning wheel kick. And got your status. And got your, First of all, the whole world's largest love machine. I love that angle. That was to let him wrestling in big man pajamas was funny as shit. <laughs> but 
you know, and and, and, and they were silk too. So I, I thought those were good. The, the song was great. He had the personality. I didn't wish could do that. Big Daddy V sucked. I didn't like Big Daddy V at all. Yeah. yeah. I didn't want to see no fat greasy guy. I'm sorry, rest in peace. But in a singlet. In a singlet. Yeah, that man. just was gross. But that's why I had because he beat Cedric in that in that in that thing for me. So I wouldn't even want to move him up. But I will be offered to. I, I'll be willing to move up either Apollo Cruz or Tyus O'Neill in that spot. What about because he's like next coming up next on mine? What about uh, Elijah Burke? Because he is low on my list, like very low. Well, the thing about Elijah Burke is the Pope got personality. The Pope does. Elijah Burke doesn't. But when you mix them up, it's I like, mean, I, I, I mean, well, first of all, Elijah Burke did kind of have personality too. Remember, Sylvester Turkey. Yeah, full up. I'm yeah. A boxer. Yeah, okay. Is that? I mean, I did like he was a good wrestler, and then like I said, his stuff in TNA with, with, with the Pope, and you know the whole Eric Bischoff and the money thing. I thought that was decent. It's like when he's a rest, he's a wrestler. And he's Elijah Burke. His wrestling went up, and his character wasn't all that. He went to TNA. His character was good, but the wrestling wasn't the same, or it was like altered. Huh? You have any suggestions, Q Flow? Um, we're debating forty nine, right? Yeah. Yes. Would you even consider putting Titus on this list? In your opinion, Kifla? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if Titus is going to be on the list, let's go. That's Titus is the first ever twenty four seven champion. He is a tag team champion with Darren Young. He did perform an elimination champion. Like Titus Worldwide has so much potential, bro. Titus Worldwide. Titus Worldwide does have potential. So, at 49, I could put Titus O'Neill in there because that slide did help. That's my 49. I'm I'm not mad at that. So, okay, would you you take out Cedric and put in Titus instead? Yeah, I'll put in Titus for 49. How about you, Q? I put him at 49. All right. So, two against one. Yep. So, Titus wins the 49 spot. World slime. All right. So, now we're at 48. Now, my 48 is Viscera. Okay. Your 48 is what? Well, <laughs> it's a logic part. But, uh, oh, so, okay. yeah, we, 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 can, uh, we, we can put Viscera up here. Hold on. Did this dirt me on this podcast? Because now... I had... I had S.D. Jones. Now, S.D. Jones... Special Delivery Jones was was kind of good. And I, I, he did have some personality. I I would put him... I, honestly, S.D. Jones would probably be in the 40... The 50 to 41 list. I think I'll put him a little bit higher than 48. Uh, the only thing I like, Cedric is still looming out there. Yes, he is very much in the realm. Because I can't see putting Cedric over Viscera, going by the overall career accomplishments. Okay. okay. So, my opinion, my next forty-eight would be Cedric. Okay. Uh, let me just. 
Well, okay, okay, we'll put Cedric. All I right. do have a couple. I have a couple of young people, but they they are kind of higher on my list than than, than forty eight and forty nine. So yeah, we can go with Cedric. Okay. So who's forty seven? My I got uh, Shane Strickland, aka Isaiah Swerdskai. See, I my forty seven was Sailor Art Thomas. Okay, and I had I made Johnson. Okay, as a forty seven. Uh, do I put Shane Strickland on this list, aka Swerve? Cause he is good, but once again, he got a little bit more personality than than Cedric do. Yeah, but I I I did put a lot of uh, I put like a bunch of young people on here that I like and see potentially in. Minus Montez because he's in the tag team. I I don't want to do that to him yet. But I mean, I, put, you, I did put a lot. You, of you can't put the tag teams up here. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying I, I didn't not for not for that because they not not yet not not for Montez yet. I I I I, I want to see more out of Swerve. To be honest with you. Okay. Okay. I want to see. I want to see more out of Swerve, and. Me personally, I still will put. I think I'll put Viscera at forty-seven. Okay. And who you got, Q? I had Sailor Art Thomas. Oh. I told y'all I got a lot of old school cats on here just out of respect. I don't. I don't know these guys, but. But I'm saying, but if you, don't, like, but I'm saying, but the low side of it. hey, look, I understand you want to, you know, you want to respect these, respect the legends. And, and the follow guys, but it's like this. If I was to ask my son to give me his top basketball players and he don't say Jordan or Magic, I can't be mad at him because that's not his era. Yeah. We know right. they are the some of the greatest basketball players that ever lived. And believe it or not, my daughter, hopefully she becomes my little Maya Moore, when she hopefully watches Martin, basketball, come on now. Exa- hey, I was like, hopefully when she watches basketball and you know, she, she takes yeah. after her dad, she's not going to tell me one of her favorite players is Kobe because she ain't watched Kobe. So I understand like you want. I understand you want to give the old guys respect, but to be honest with you, you ain't watched them, then they don't need to be here. Okay, that take out about oh. two people for me. That takes out a lot of this list. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying cause I, I understand why you I did it. Put, like I'm saying, like, yeah, and then you got to remember, I, I wasn't a, like, uh, I didn't watch a lot of TNA, and I didn't watch a lot of Ring of Honor, so, like, like a lot of the indies, like, if it's not WWE, like, my list is going to be very WWE. Okay. Uh, people listening, if y'all don't like that, y'all just might be getting mad at them. So. I'm saying, but, but look, um, but, but that's yeah. what makes it funny, and that's, that's what makes it fun, because that, that's, that's your error. So, uh, you know what I'm saying? And like I said, if you pass, like this, if we were talking about just 100 greatest wrestlers of all time, right? My number fifth, my top five has never changed. And my number five favorite wrestler of all time is Goldberg. There are about 2,000 people that would debate me right now for saying that. At number five, I have Goldberg over Stone Cold and The Rock. Do you hear me? Wow. But. I will. De- you and me both. I'm like 
Big E, I will debate any Goldberg topic ever. You won't beat many men slapping me. He's a, Big E loves Goldberg. He's a fan of Goldberg. I just listened to the, 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 the actual new New Day podcast uh, when when they was when they was talking to the NFL players. And he yeah. will say it's about Goldberg. I'm, and, and you got people out here who hate Goldberg and like Riddle. And you know, but that that's my guy. And I will debate to my guy. I I can give you a whole track uh listing. Of why I feel as though he's he's one of the greats. Just like you can tell me why Nipsey won the greats, right? Yep. I couldn't even tell you who Nipsey was before he got shot. But you could. Oh, yeah. So that's that, that, that's the energy I want from everybody out here. You give me your people. And even if they're not on the list right now, you can still think of somebody. If you say, you know what? I think Apollo Crews should be number 47. All right, cool. So tell, you know, tell me why. Man, I, honestly, at forty-seven, that, that's not that's, that's not too bad. Well, that take away some people for me, so I got a, I got somebody on my list that's uh that that's kind of low for me, but it's somebody I kind of watch, barely watch, just watch the clips. Okay. Joe Cole Scorpio. I can't do that, bro. Oh my god. No, okay. I can't. Too cold. <laughs> too cold. Scorpio got to be from okay. forty to thirty-one. He got to. Okay. Be. Okay. What about the alpha male, Monty Brown? Mm. Over Ahmed Johnson? 47? Over Ahmed Johnson? We can put Ahmed Johnson at 40. I, I think Monty Brown should be on this just because Alpha Man was just. I don't know. He was something else in TNA to me. I, I will say this. He is one of the wrestlers who picked up wrestling right after football pretty well. Yep. Him and Biggie. Yep. Yeah. And I. I did. He was the first one to do to do the pounce. I like yep. the pounce. Mm-hmm. Was he TNA World Champion? <laughs> nope. Okay. He didn't have a cha- Did he have a championship in TNA? I don't think. Oh, uh, I think it was a tag. Oh wow. Okay. I don't think it was the World Heavyweight Championship. But let me just be sure, people. Let me just be sure. Yeah, I want to make sure because I'm like, he was impactful. He was good, but I'm like, bro, do you? Oh, he he did. He did what? He won the championship. And in the NWA championship, that that one. Oh damn! Okay, so uh, you know what? He and he beat he beat another black wrestler to get it. So he beat our truth. Our truth is our truth yeah. is my top twenty though. But, uh, all right. I'll put him on there. <laughs> yes. The all alpha right. male. Are you cool? Are you cool with that, Q? Yes, sir. All right. I got, I got all right, so, on my list. So, number 47. So, number, number 47, Marcus Corvon? Nah, nah, that's not. Marcus Corvon, he <laughs> went nothing but a theme song. Okay. Okay, Monty Brown. It's number 47. All right, number 46. Uh, who's your number 40? Oh, I'm in. I, I would take I'm in. Okay, now. My number 46 is Bad News Brown. Okay. Who, was your, now, uh, who would you think for number 46, Q? My pick was Bobo Brazil. Mm. 
Boba broke down a lot of barriers. He goes higher f- for me personally. But I understand why you put him on there. Uh, we haven't mentioned no women or no tag teams yet. I mentioned a woman. Y'all got rid of her. Alicia. Okay. You know, I have a question, Dan. I have a question. Okay, so you said it is kind of like like your own list with some of the best. I have people on here that I think broke barriers that I put them high just because. Like, for example, Tony Atlas is, like, in my second level, right? Yeah. Or some of y'all have him lower. So... It's up to y'all to decide if you put like Tony Atlas or like, well, you know, honestly, I could make a case of putting one of the first African American tag team champions and a man who main evented and had a championship match with Ric Flair at forty. I could put Tony Atlas at forty six. Okay. Because I think Viscera and uh, Ahmed Johnson is kind of more impactful than Tony Atlas was. Okay. Tony Atlas okay. was just a silhouette chisel from stone. Yeah. But it wasn't like, you know, I'm going to Tony Atlas. And Tony Atlas, you know, he was a woman stepping on him and shit. So, you know, I'm like, okay. And, you know, he bore a lot crazy. <laughs> so, we can agree with Tony Atlas at number 46? Fuck uh, you. Yes, sir. All right. Tony at 46. Tony. I had him higher. I had him higher, but I I understand it. Yeah. All right, 45. 45. Was, uh. Yeah, that was my Tony Atlas. So, did Tony Atlas move to 46? (laughs) So, now we're at 45. Who was your 45 prior? Uh. Oh, well, we got rid of her, but, uh, <laughs> okay. I, I just find, I, I, I find some, somebody on my list that we didn't get rid of. Would you put Naomi on there? I put her on there, but I put her higher because, like, um, I just, I just want to put her higher. I mean, she's, you know she's, she's a two-time women's champion. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, she got some career highlights. Very athletic. She does have a lot of Royal, Royal Rumble memories. Only like three of them. <laughs> so. Oh, I got Norman Smiley up here too. We can put him. Uh, hold that. Hold on there. Don't disrespect Screaming Norman. <laughs> I like Screaming Norman Smiley, and he's a, he's a good trainer right now. What and, uh, <laughs> and come on, Norman Smiley made the big wiggle something, bro. The big wiggle, Might as well with him and Ernest the Cat Miller as a tag team. Oh shit! I forgot about Ernest the Cat Miller. Somebody call my mom. All right, how about you? Q, 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 uh, you think about anybody special for forty five? Well, uh, well, I mean, we got rid of my forty five. Um, huh? And then we have we have Viscera at forty nine, right? No. Tyson Neal's at 49 there. Oh, my fault. Where did we put Viscera? He's not on the list yet. He's not? Oh. Not yet. Damn. Damn. Alright. My next up would have been Ernie Ladd. Ernie Ladd is on the list. Ernie Ladd is going to go through my, I think, my 31 to 20. That's what he's at for for, for me. Yeah, 31 through 20. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 
So okay, I'm gonna just I'm gonna just name some older names. Okay. Obviously, these these lower um these lower ones are kind of more more difficult. Uh huh. Uh, for me, I put Kamala low because I I ain't really like I was that was just one of the ones that even okay. Go ahead, go okay, ahead. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm just I'm just naming I'm just naming people. I'm just naming gotcha. People. Uh, we got rid of Bad News Brown, right? He has been on the list yet, yeah, because he, he he was my forty six. Okay, but yeah, that was one of them. Just name him, name him, name uh-huh. names. Uh, Rocky Johnson is higher, but it's just just a name to put out there. Yeah, those are just three names I had just to just to put out there. Okay, Rocky Johnson will be higher. Bad News mm-hmm. Brown, I think, should probably be on the fifty to forty one list somewhere. We haven't decided mm-hmm. where to put him yet. And uh, who's uh, Kamala, bruh? You had to sell me on Kamala. Yeah, nah, I'm good. <laughs> that's like that's like trying to sell me on Saba Simba. You know, no, I, 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 I even though that it was Tony Atlas still, but still, I mean, Kamala. I mean, other than having some weird looking casting matches with Undertaker and being part of the Dungeon of Doom and WCW, nah. <laughs> so I need more than that. Okay, 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 okay. I'm gonna, like you that. know what? I, I like what you said. I'm thinking about going Norman Smiley number forty-five. Okay, the big wait, yo, I forgot about him. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, so we put Norman. I I'm gonna put Norm Norman Smiley at forty-five. Okay. Norman Smiley. All right, now we're at forty-four. Things is getting interesting, and we're almost at now. We have 44, 43, 42, 41. Four more picks left. Okay. And I think this is where Mabel comes into play for me. Okay, so you want Visser at 44? Uh, yes. Because I have Apollo Crews at 44. Uh, I will put Visser. I put. I, I got Apollo over Visser just because, like. He has, I, I just feel like he has more potential. Like he has room to grow. Apollo, Apollo Cruz does, does have room to grow, but Apollo Cruz, you know, he keep going out for that Colgate commercial, and he he does he doesn't have, he's lacking the ability to go out and chase his character. See, Viscera went out and chased his character like four or five different times, and they all work. Believe yeah. it or not, yeah. minus Big Daddy V. Or M-O-M. I, mm. Hold on, Men on a Mission, they have fans uh, jumping. Uh, okay, all right. Okay, all right. M- M- Mabel and Mo had the fans jumping. M- M- the Ministry, you know, we, we had that Missy Elliott trash bag on. Uh, <laughs> ah. People was into him. Then, of course, the World's Largest Love Machine. And then Big Daddy V, which was just dumb, but still... So, whew, okay. I still got Viscera, man. I mean, I I will put Viscera over Apollo Cruz. I mean, uh, yeah, I will put him over. <coughs> so, if that's the case, Apollo Cruz goes next, then wouldn't he? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we can make that work. So yeah. you put Apollo Cruz at forty-four. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's put, you know what? I'll put Apollo Cruz at 44, but I feel as though we're not done with that one just yet. 
Yeah, not quite. Not I quite. See. Because this is the top 50 greatest. And I'm like, Apollo, it's hard because I'm sitting, I'm looking at the list right now. Even if we go over it, when we go over the final list, if we still feel as something don't seem right, because once again, top 50 greatest. That that word right there is going to come back and haunt a lot of people because Coco Beware is nowhere on this list for me. Oh, nowhere, not even, <laughs> not even in the building. Name in the building. Okay, so we're at number 43. Okay. Virgil. Ver- no. <laughs> oh, come on. Come on, Q. They're <laughs> not. A, I ain't putting that slave trade on here. Not Soul Train Jones. <laughs> see, he's Soul Train Jones. Are you serious, man? I will put they, they AJ Styles on this list before I put Virgil on this list. They got good press sticks, man. Is that... Yeah, you heard that shit correctly. I would put AJ Styles on here first. <laughs> All right, what about what about Kenny King getting one of them? They off the list, right? See, Kenny King is a guy that falls in the category of Swerve, Cedric, and Apollo for me. Okay, okay. okay. They're, they're all, and even like Caprice Coleman, they all are great athletes, but some have a little bit better person. Now, Kenny King got a lot of personality. I mean, I, I wasn't feeling the mad cute shit, but Kenny King got a lot of personalities. And he he, he is good He is good at that. I will get, okay. and out of all ones I named, him and Swerve got the better personalities than Apollo and Cedric. Okay. But the question is, if I put Kenny King on here, uh... It's like I can't put, uh, well, you know. I mean, I don't mind Kenny King. I really don't. Even though I feel, do do we feel any tag team should be on here? Um, I mean, uh, okay. So I have like the tag team members individually. Because so. here's the thing. There's crime time. There's. Oh, no. You know what? How about uh? Well, no. Nah, see, do it, do it, do it. No, nah, I don't know if I can put because I can't do street problems yet. Ah, I, I knew it. I I, I, I can't it. I can't do them just yet. They need more because you know all my life I do wake up. I find out I put Angel Dawkins sniffing near forty. What? No, nah, she ain't going like that. That man just got out of NXT. But I'm thinking though, Titus was better. With the primetime players. Yeah, he was. Yeah. What if we... Definitely. What if we turn 49 to the primetime players? Because it's the only way Darryl Young gets on this list. Uh, uh, Yeah, you're right. I'm for it. I'm for it. Oh, y'all for that? Okay. Okay, let's do that. Wait, 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 wait. What number... Wait, what number are we currently on? We're on 43. Uh, 43. 43. We're on 43? Yeah. Yes. What are we doing with David Otunga? Come on, man. D- well, we said this on the podcast. We said this on the podcast. Uh, David Otunga is probably in top 50 of Johnson & Johnson commercials. But uh, for the baby oil use. And yes. I was thinking put him. It, I don't know. I mean, he was part of the Nexus. I was thinking put him on at 49 and then put primetime players. Well, see, the, 
the, the problem with uh, um, David, David Otunga is he accomplished nothing. Seriously. You know, well, okay. He did win the tag team championship with John Cena for like five minutes, literally. Story, yeah, storyline for no reason. But David, the problem with David Otunga is he look. If you talk about what he did in law, that's great. And you know him, him winning custody over his kid from Jeffrey Hudson, that's great. But he accomplished nothing. No character, no story, other than the Harvard graduate. No, no good matches. No, and then other than the championship with, with Cena, where he got and buried uh, in the same Slater. night, huh? And Slater. I think he won one with Slater too, or McGillicuddy. Yeah, he has no. He he has nothing to go off of, other than just unfortunately being black. Yeah, because uh, Elite Skipper won X Division. Primetime players won the tag team. Cedric won. Uh, you know the cruiserweight. Monty Brown won championship. Tony Atlas won tag team championship. Norman Smiley. Well, he just did a lot. <laughs> no, Norman Smiley was the <laughs> he, hardcore he champion. Yes, yes, he was. He brought yes. he brought the entertainer hardcore. Because peep this, Norman Smiley was doing Crash Holly stuff in ECW, in WCW. Yeah, I seen one with him and uh, whew, I don't know what Three Ninjas' names was. Oh, it was I'm, like oh. Jimmy Wayne Yang and, and Jimmy and Wayne Yang. God, Jimmy Wayne Yang. They had Jimmy Wayne Yang play. Yeah, uh, anyways, <laughs> yeah. So uh, Apollo is forty four. So uh, I think we kind of need to need to up it up. Yeah, so the only, only, only thing about that is this, because like, yeah, I, I David Otunga doesn't make my list. Yeah. If, All right. If, uh, but yeah, I, um. Uh, what are we doing with Jason Jordan? That's a good question, because you know, I personally wouldn't put him on my list. Just me personally, because I would like put Apollo him low for or, his work. I would put him low for his work with uh. With Chad Gable, but he's not. Yeah. See, here's the thing. Yeah, but I Here's the confusing thing about Jason Jordan. The problem with Jason Jordan is he was a great athlete. And yeah, no doubt. He was put in top positions like against Cena, against Reigns. He was the tag. He was multiple time tag team champion. And you already know he was on his way. And the storyline with Kurt was that he got injured, so we never really got to see any more from Jason Jordan. So if Jason Jordan goes now on we this, don't see him at all. If, if Jason Jordan goes on this list, I I would have to take Cedric Alexander out of forty eight and put him that high up. If he's on, even if he's on this list at all. Because it's like this, I don't know. Well, I, I know Q. You're not a really big sports guy, but but you but you have played this sport. Would you put? And this is for you, prime time too. Would you put Bro Jackson in the Hall of Fame? Oh yeah. Oh Jackson. Well, yeah. Now think Wait, about it. Hall of Fame. Baseball or football? Oh yeah. Yeah. He only played three years. Did it? I didn't know that. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Bo Jackson was the greatest player in football and baseball for like three to five years. Yeah. 
and he got injured in football, and then he couldn't play football anymore. He only played for three years, and he wanted to play baseball. He was a all-star in both of them, but won no championships with any of them. Yeah. Where yeah. Deion Sanders got everything. He played. He played longer. Well, he almost got a World Series, didn't he? He he he, he never made an All Star, but he almost got a World Series. Yeah. Bo Jackson got the All Star. Uh, and he got multiple All Star. He, uh, he he got the All Star along with the football All Star as well. So when people say, "Yeah, of course this is Bo Jackson," but you sit there and think about it, like, can you? So that th- that's still an ongoing debate. So that's how I feel about Jason Jordan. You see the potential, but he just wasn't there long enough. I mean, me personally, I wouldn't put him like at that spot. Or not, or probably, or some. Or, I mean, there are going to be snubs. Some people are just not going to make it. You know, a hundred, absolutely. But I'm saying, but you know. It is greatest because you say we still got to put women on here too, and tag teams and stuff like that. So I'll put him on the back burner right now. He up there. He 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 on the back pad with Boogeyman right now. (laughs) He on the back pad with Boogeyman right now. So at forty three, I'm looking at Viscera. Okay, I'll take it. Where did I, wait, that's, where, that's where I had him. Okay. Yeah, I'm taking it. Okay, well, we'll put him at 43. All right, this. Now we're at 42. Two more slots left. I'm going with Naomi. Oh, okay. I had Jazz. I was going to put Jazz. Oh, okay. And QFO? I'm going with the tiebreaker in jazz. We is not doing Naomi like this. Well, well hey, uh, wait a minute now. Jazz is a beast. Jazz, uh, see, jazz I'm was... from the Naomi era. He, okay. He, he, he's, from, he's from the Naomi era. Oh, damn. Okay, let's see. If you look on paper, jazz is a multiple-time women's champion. Naomi is a multiple-time women's champion. They both can wrestle their ass off. Yeah, Jazz was the Belle Phoenix before Belle Phoenix, basically. Exactly. She, she was that in that and era. Belle Phoenix came and beat her and became the new Jazz. <laughs> exactly. She was in that era where, where women didn't have, you know, opportunities. They both were in WrestleMania matches. Damn, they both got a good track record. They almost even. Yeah, almost. Let's see, because Jazz had a match at WrestleMania 18 where she won the championship. Then Jazz had a match at WrestleMania 19 where Trish won the championship. So she had two WrestleManias under her belt. Naomi, of course, won the Women's Championship at WrestleMania. Then she won the Women's Battle Royal at WrestleMania. Okay. Damn. Oh. If if Q Flow was the was the tiebreaker, then I guess Jazz is number forty two. Jazz is number 
All right. We'll put Naomi higher. I'll put Naomi higher, but oh, she's on the list. Of course, yes, oh. of course. So no, no problem to people. Let's talk about where Naomi at. We we'll get to her. Yeah. Okay. So who who's the last one on this list? We have forty one. I, I got Rocky Johnson too. Okay. I think Rocky Johnson's gonna probably be. I think Rocky Johnson. I think he might be in the next round. In, in the next round, yeah. I think I put him in, in, in the next round. Him and Too Cold. Uh, uh, forty-one. So, who do I got for forty-one? So, since Naomi got taken now, she's probably probably moved to the next round. I got the okay. Well, what about the Godfather? Ooh, Charles Wright. Mm. Ooh, ooh, ooh. All right. Um. What's, a, what's another option? You want y'all want to try to put a tag team in this spot? Or? Well, I, we got we, we got a tag team at forty nine. Okay, yeah, that's true. So the only other black teams that will be worth to put up in this in this uh this 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 bracket would be Crime Time. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah. uh, Orlando Jordan. Damn, you know what? Props to you, Q. Uh, I, honestly, I was not thinking of Q to think of Orlando Jordan. Well, okay, yeah. See, but I have people, like, in my opinion, I have people from, like, the 06, like, MVP, know them. I have them, like, in the next round or higher. So I agree, but I, I don't know if Orlando Jordan goes higher than this, though. Yeah, true. And first of all, I do like his, I do like his team song. Uh-oh! Oh, I, got the, I got the money. What? <laughs> Okay, uh, and and I mean, uh, he did, he did do, do that that dumb OJ thing though. But he was one of the first bisexual bisexual wrestlers. But here's the thing: Velveteen Dream does Orlando Jordan better than Orlando Everything Jordan. Better. Yeah, so and he's like, and Velveteen Dream, Dream not even gay. So it's like, damn, he's out doing the actual gay guy. Uh, uh, I don't know. I think I put I, I put Landry on the back burner again. Cause I think JBL made a lot of his things. Yeah, the cabinet. And, yeah. yeah, the cabinet. Oh, yeah, the cabinet. And I think I really think that. Or you can make an argument that Orlando jo- Jordan was kind of like a glorified Virgil. Yeah, but <laughs> different. Yeah, but different. You're right. So, so, so. Uh, All right. Well, uh, like I said, I have the Godfather here. I still got Bad News Brown. I still got Ahmed Johnson. Ahmed. But well, if you got Bad News Brown or Ahmed Johnson, I will put Bad News Brown here and move Ahmed Johnson up. If that, if we using those two people, just for example, I you know what I I I can agree with moving Ahmed Johnson up to the next round because I think he does deserve a place on this list. Per River Plunge, per, yeah, aka Tony Storm's move. So, <laughs> uh. Bad News Brown is not bad. I, 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 we could do Bad News Brown for 41. 
What you thinking about, kid? Right, I'm with it. I'm with it. Okay. I mean, yeah, the, the, the man was... Uh, oh, hold on now. Oh, you know what? Nope. Because Bad News Brown has some WrestleMania's under his belt, too. So, Bad News Brown. Come on, see, can I I'll put him over Jazz. All right, so here's the list. Here's our, so far, b before we lock it in, from 50 to 41 of our African-American wrestlers. Eli Skipper. is uh, Number 50 is Eli Skipper. Number 49 is the Primetime Players. Number 48, Cedric Alexander. Number 47, Monty Brown. Number 46, Tony Atlas. Number 45, Norman Smiley. Number 44, Apollo Crews. Number 43, Viscera. Number 42, Jazz. Number 41, Bad News Brown. Okay. How's everybody feel about the list? There's only one name that's still bothering me, but that's just me. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, I think anybody should be switched, like just switched around, not moved out. Uh, I'm fine. Honestly, fun. I would. I think this is a solid list. But what are y'all? What are y'all mad about? I think I would switch around Monty Brown and Apollo Cruz. So you want Monty at forty four and Apollo at forty seven? I'm thinking that oh, because. Actually. Okay, I'm actually not mad at that. <laughs> because Monty Brown is well, is 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 an NWA champion. He's one of, he's one of the few black ones they had, so you, you don't get that many black uh, world champions, especially in NWA. And his name was on on that list. He did help. He did main event a lot of those early TNA pay per views, and he did uh, change his career around. I may not like the sheer leopard shirts he was wearing, because you know that was urban youthism. But Apollo Cruz hasn't done anything yet. Yeah, uh, not yet. Apollo Cruz, other than his takeover Brooklyn stuff, and when he first came, and then we we start trying to push him a little bit in Titus Worldwide, he hasn't done anything. He hasn't. Uh, he 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 tried to win any kind of championship. He didn't win it. He didn't even win the NXT belt. He never had a WrestleMania match. And I'm like, I can't put that over. Honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be real. I don't think Apollo Cruz makes his list. Okay. So you, and this is what Boogie Man comes in? No, because no, see, I'm like, how can I put Jason Jordan on the back burner and Apollo Cruz makes his okay, list? Okay, okay, okay. So yeah, you would want to switch out Monty Brown for Apollo and then switch Apollo for Jason Jordan? I would put Monty Brown at 44. Okay. Take out Apollo Crews altogether and probably put Jason Jordan at 47. Okay. Because I'm looking at, if, if, if once again, if we're talking about greatest here, I'm looking down the list and I'm like, we are, you know, Apollo Crews is not better and more accomplished-wise than Norman Smiley, than Tony Atlas, than Monty Brown, than Cedric Alexander, than primetime players, or, like I said, it, it, him and Ian Skipper can battle it out for that top 50 spot, to be honest with you. Okay, okay. But 
Illy Skipper has had more highlights and he was part of a more he was a, a better part of a successful group in mm-hmm. in uh Triple X. Once again, Apollo hasn't done anything other than do What's Titus now? Worldwide. But we already got Titus here for a better group, which is the primetime players. Yep. Right. So my thing is I would take out Apollo Crews uh in general. Okay. 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 Do y'all agree with that? I agree, but I can take out Apollo. I'm listening to you. What did you say, Prime? No, I was about to say, I agree with that. For some reason, I don't know why I'm feeling like I want to switch Jazz and Bad News Brown. I don't know why. So you want to put Jazz at 41 and Bad News? Because I'm kind of agreeing with you on that one as well. Yeah, I mean... I've been, I haven't seen anything of Bad News Brown, so that's probably all, you know, research and all your thing. But I don't, I, I don't know. I just, I just really prefer jazz, personally. Honestly, I would do, if, if I look at this list, I would move Bad News Brown right below Norma Smiley. <coughs> After Tony Atlas. No, 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 like, it'll be Norma Smiley, then Bad News Brown. Oh, okay. I think Bad News Brown is better than Norma Smiley. So, I would, uh, I will put Bad News, I will put Bad News Brown right after Norma Smiley, because then... So, you want Bad News Brown at 44, Monty at 43, Visceral at 42, and Jazz, Jazz at 41. Okay. Who's at 41? I, I will put because because he was making sense. I will put Jazz at forty one, Viscera at forty two, Bad News uh, Brown at forty four, oh, and 43. then put Monty Brown at forty three, and then put Jason and put Jason Jordan at forty seven. Also, oh, Jason. Okay, he's making the list. All right. Yeah, that's solid. So right now it's. Everybody's staying except for Apollo. He 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 gets kicked off. Fine. So, hey, look, man. Everybody can't make the list, player. Exactly. So, I'm going to cross off Apollo. So, I'm going to cross off Bad News Brown. Jazz. Okay, so, 41, there's Jazz, right? Yep. Jazz. Yeah. And Viscera. Uh, okay. And 42 is Viscera? Yep. Yep. Okay. Viscera. Yep. Big Vis. All right. And 43 was... Monty Brown. Was Monty Brown, okay. Monty and then Brown. Then Bad News Brown. Okay, and then, okay. Norman Smiley. Bad News Brown. Okay, Monty, I guess y'all the way to 43. Okay. Exactly, and then we, then we, then we take that 47, we put in Jason Jordan, right? Jason Jordan, yep. Yeah. All right, Jason... Jordan, all right, and then there we go. All right, so <clears throat> players, players. Okay, so going over this list again for a definitive time before we lock it in. Number fifty, prime time Elix Skipper. Number forty nine, the prime time players. Number forty eight, Cedric Alexander. Number forty seven, Jason Jordan. Number forty six, Tony Atlas. 45, Norman Smiley. 44, Bad News Brown. 43, Monty Brown. 
42 Viscera and 41 Jazz. Okay. Alright, right. that in. Lock it in. Lock it I in. Feel good about that one. Yep. Feel good. Alright. We locked that in. It is official. That is the Nerd Coalition's 50 through 41 list. It has been locked in. We're not going back to it. This has been locked in because now next week we're going to give you number 40 through 31. And then this will be still part of the list. And then next week after we lock all 40 through 31 in, we're going to read from 50 down to 31. And then, of course, it's it's really going to get, it's really going to be something when it gets to, you know, 31 to 20 and 19 to 10 or to 11 and a 10 to 1 yeah so those are going to be uh those are going to be pretty good debates right there so i i i, I think i think we did good i think we did good okay i think we did good so I, I'm, curi- I'm curious to see because i'm too cold is definitely going to be in my oh, yeah. in my 40 to 31 too cold is definitely going to be in there so and cold, cold, like i said you talk a lot of my people out of it too because see now Naomi goes higher. Godfather goes higher. Okay. On my list, and uh, also, who else is going? Who else is going higher on my list? Uh, Ahmed Johnson's going higher on my list. Okay. Yeah. So, and then Godfather, and then Pac was got kicked off. So. And Rocky Johnson. Yeah. And Rocky yeah. Johnson's going higher on the list also. Yeah. All right, man. All right. Well, that was, you know, our Black History Month, you know, greatest African-American player, uh, wrestlers list right there. Now, uh, by the time we record this, it it was February 8th. And that day sounds familiar. And if if you're trying to figure out what what is over that day, it's because it is the beginning of the XFL. Hold on now. You can't say You got to say it like that. Come on now. Oh, okay. Give your best shot. Okay, give my best shot. Okay, here we go. This is the beginning, the start of the XFL. <laughs> that's better. Uh, that's better. Okay, that's better. My throat all raspy now. So, <laughs> so uh, I don't know if y'all remember the XFL from 2001 like I do. I don't remember it, but I watched documentaries, 30 for 30s. And retrospectives. Whoo, okay, because I was there. I was there watching when it first happened, and I said, "When and this is this is me at the age, God, how old was I? Two thousand one, uh, for fourteen. I was just like, this is not gonna work.' <laughs> before we start, just before we start, Q, do you know anything? Do we have to go over like a little bit of stuff first? I, I got some stories about this. This that I got. She, you know, he 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 hate me. You right? Yeah, yeah. That's all I know. I, okay, that's, that's all I know. I gotta tell this story. Then. I gotta uh-huh. tell these couple stories. Go ahead. Okay, knowing WWE, they wanted to try to go big and bad. They bought a blimp. That's the XFL, and they 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 uh flew it over some game, some NFL game. They wanted to try to get people to watch it. Something the big blimp. The blimp crashed, and not hit the stadium, but it like crashed in, in that vicinity. That cost like a billion dollars. So they already like down a million. Uh, first game, pyrotechnics. You got The Rock, Stone Cold, Undertaker, Vince McMahon. I think they had Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler on commentary. 
for the for the game. First play of the first game, kickoff. Two players like broke the ACL. Wasn't it the ACL, right, or it was something else? Uh, no. Well, it was the both shoulder. Okay, the shoulder. I got enough both of them. I think that shit show. <laughs> oh yes. Oh, it hey, don't stop there. So many injuries, many of lost dollars and lost friendships because of disagreements with the XFL against the men and certain people. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Vance wanted another shot, and I think that the guy that he was partnered with at that time did the eight, eight, whatever, the one that just got canceled. So, uh, the arena football? No, it was the other week. The American Football Association. I don't know. You know what I'm talking about, uh, Mr. Andy? Uh, the, I'm sure they I, I mean, I do remember the, the United States Football League that didn't work out too well. I don't know. I don't know. The one, it was like had Johnny Manziel in it. It was, okay, I yeah. forgot the name. I didn't know what you talking about, but I don't remember the name of it. Yeah, but yeah. So he he took a shot, not Vince McMahon wanted to try to see could he redo it. So, uh, yeah, I just had to tell them, them, couple, them a couple stories about so, XFL because it just... Obviously, this is Vince's version of having, you know, football after traditional football is done. As you've seen, the Super Bowl just happened. Patrick Mahomes, boy, takes the championship. And Vince McMahon says, where's my football? So, he has, he wants to create this football league that plays up until regular football comes back on television. Which is smart. Which is smart, so you can have football all year round. Mm-hmm. So this season is supposed to take place from February to August. No, oh, that's just too long. Uh, honestly, probably preseason. I, probably preseason because like is this preseason right now that, that, that this happened? No, I'm saying probably preseason like till like September or you know October. Exactly. So yeah, uh, these are not the upper echelon of football players. Okay. These no, are, they remind you that too. These are semi-pro football players. These are athletic guys looking for a job. These are not your typical NFL. There are some NFL level guys in here who mm-hmm. uh, hasn't made the NFL or hasn't doing too good in there, and they decide to come and show off at the XFL, like or had an injury or something that kind of keeps them. Exactly. You know, so. Yeah. That's, that's what this is. There is. And all the stuff that annoys us about football, they don't have that here at XFL. What, which means is there are no field goal kicks. Fuck the kicker, in Vince's words. All right, you know what? I'm going to get right on into it. Did you see the first game of the D.C. Defenders the versus D- the, the Seattle Dragons? Super yeah, Dragons, whatever. did you? Like, I see the highlights. Is there no defense being played? No, there's defense. I watched the game. The DC defenders are just I don't know. It's like Cornell Jones. I don't know what it is of him playing his all his years or whatever, or him going to the NFL and working out. He was balling. Okay. Okay. First of all, my question is, who are who, who are some of the notable names in the XFL? Cornell Jones. That's, that's it. That's it. Oh wow! So well, I mean, there's only, there's only one game, so we don't really know right now. What I mean, it it was two games. Uh, 
that that was because he had the L.A. Wildcats yeah. versus the Houston Roughnecks. That's yeah, part of. I watched both games, right? No. I'm telling you, they said he's the face of the XFL of Cordell Jones. Cordell Jones, okay. Yeah, I thought he was going to sign Tebow back. Be honest with you. I mean, I thought Ocho Cinco was supposed to be a kicker or something, but he... Uh, I thought Ocho Cinco was going to be part Cinco of it. Kicker? He said what? Did you say Ocho Cinco was supposed to be a kicker? Yeah, he said he, was, he, said he was going to try to be a kicker or something. You know? Oh, yeah. That's true. So. <laughs> that man ain't going for no kicker. Exactly, but he won't come in and shut the whole league down. I thought he was going to call Tio. I thought he was going to call Tim Tebow. Hell, I thought he was going to call Kaepernick. Well, you know that one. If anybody, I thought that would be Andrew Luck because his dad runs the whole thing. Who's dad? Andrew Luck. Oh, you know what? We, no. I think when Luck is done with depression, Andrew Luck is going to uh, probably try it. He might. But um, I got to tell you guys, these changes and these rules, it, it uh, makes it's. I don't know if it's just because it's free form, but it wasn't bad. I was actually impressed. Well, I will say this from the from the highlights I've seen, especially seeing it back in two thousand one. I'm like, this looks more like a legit football league. Yes. Than it did no back in two thousand one. Yeah. Because two thousand one was they were trying to have wrestling storylines mm-hmm. in football. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I remember y'all telling me this. And I was like, no Stone Cold popping up on the screen, no Undertaker. No, yeah, no rock, no, no uh, <laughs> no coaches survivor with each other. Exactly. They, I see that. I was like, bro, they trying to get the coaches. They trying to have the coaches oh to have God. a rivalry so they can have a final match. I'm like, it's not wrestling, it's football. And Jim Ross is running after the coach. So, coach, how, how you feel about that play? I don't got nothing to say to you. Coach, how you feel about that? Hey, I don't got nothing to say to you. <laughs> he said you're a punk, <laughs> Yeah. Why? This one looked like legit football, and I was like, okay, maybe they can make some nowadays. I'm just like, but, uh, I mean, the the tackling, and I'm like, yo, where is so I was like, there is, like, big play after big play after big play, you know. There's a a lot of missed tackles, and um, a lot of people also want to show off what they have. Yeah. Well, because like yeah. one dude scored like four touchdowns, he threw like four touchdowns. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the rule changes, people I see are being impressed by the rule changes. Yeah, the, 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 the so so what are some of the rule changes there? Like for example, like you said, after you score, you don't kick it. So you you uh you were at the one yard line, the five yard line, the ten yard line. Yeah, so one yard line and you score, you get one point. The five yard line, you get two points, and then the ten yard line, line, you it's get three deep. points. So you could possibly get nine points if you're like down in the fourth quarter or something. You get nine points. Yeah. So that I mean, it, it's it's crazy. I mean, they still have they still have the no kickoff, right? Or do they? They have it, but it's like um, the players got to stay still until they catch the ball. Wow. Okay. Oh wow. So, so yeah, after so you catch the ball, then you 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 uh you can tackle whatever. So yeah, so the, the 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 two games we had was the Seattle Dragons versus the D- DC Defenders, and then we had uh, the Los Angeles Wildcats versus the Houston Roughnecks. And those are some of the better names. Some other names are just garbage. Have you heard those other names? I did. 
And the, uh, look at the, the Battle Hawks. The, exactly. <laughs> and it's, it's only what, 12, 10, 12 teams? Uh, eight. 18, damn. Four okay. and four. Four damn. and four, yeah. Gotcha. So, I mean, I want to hashtag give it a chance. I just don't know. Also, huh, also the winner. The winner does get like $100,000 as a team. So. Bro, I mean, so what would you play for then? No, I think you, you play already to get paid, but then you play like for the extra cash, I guess. I don't, I'm not sure. Cool. They just said they, they, you just said you win the extra. Every time you win, you win the extra. All right, then. Still well, impressed. Yeah, so. Still impressed, though. I, I, I mean, like. I will say I still haven't I still haven't made the, the you know the decision if I'm going to talk about it on here or no. on Ballers Lounge. I will save that for Ballers Lounge in case they have a start. They start up coaches coaches having rivalries. Okay, okay. So yeah, soon. As, okay, for the first podcast, like right now, we'll talk about it. But I'm telling you, but right now, uh, uh-uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna say that for the sports one until they start getting the you know wrestling yeah. oriented again. Because who the heck? When, 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 when it, I I don't miss the 2001 XFL, so we're probably going better than that. Um, real quick, so uh, this past Friday on SmackDown, when I was in Atlantic City enjoying my date, uh, Goldberg came back. Well, kind of. He was kind of at his home, and they they break him up. First of all, uh, I gotta. Why don't you say? Here, I'm not hating. I'm not hating. Why would you say Goldberg's gonna be here live and then he's on satellite? Y'all did that all the way since Monday. They can't at least bought him there, right? Well, Goldberg wasn't leaving his house, man. He didn't want to run to that bro. Well, he wanted that Saudi money though. Uh, who don't? <laughs> uh, but you know, I know all that blood money. So no, I'm just, I was just saying, like you know. Like say say if if they was going to Philly and he was like nah I ain't going to see it but then they announced Goldberg gonna be there he was like oh I get a ticket to go see Goldberg he get there right Goldberg ain't there you right you know no that's fair that's fair but I, I did I get I, 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 win that match so okay. it would have been fun all right <laughs> I mean I did uh see Goldberg live but you know some people named Chubbs you know I ain't gonna say. You know, kind of blocked my thunder, but that, that's all right. Anyway, uh, so Goldberg at Saudi Arabia made the point that he never got a chance to go back after his Universal Championship. So, who has the championship? The Fiend. We know how Goldberg is booked. And now, with the newer fans know that Goldberg is nothing but a spear and a jackhammer. Well, The Fiend has accepted his challenge. How do y'all feel about Goldberg going up against the Fiend? Start with Prime because you know I'm here for it. Yes. <laughs> and I mean, start with you, Q. Man, I'm hyped. I'm here for it. First of all, first of all, free points. Okay, free points that I kind of need. So, um, second of all, it's Goldberg versus the Fiend. Like, this is a legit threat. In Goldberg versus versus the big bad monster, like this is, this is gonna be a good one. Obviously, Goldberg gonna lose, but I gotta see how he's gonna lose. Cause you're not gonna hit no sister. You ain't hitting no sister Abigail. No way. Uh. Okay. Uh, Prime. <laughs> um. I don't have no problem. 
just want it to be booked well. Okay. And I want, I want, I want Goldberg. I mean, I want the Fiend to get actually get something out of it, not just have him win. I, I mean, I agree with you. And this, uh, this is a good way to this is a good way to power up your Fiend, by the way. It is because yeah. if he if he beats down Goldberg, because see, the current fans, the today's fans, they know Goldberg of squashing Brock and then have all these squash matches and, uh, you know. That's what Goldberg's about. So if the Fiend beats him and he puts him up on that wall, that would do a lot for the Fiend. Um, I I wait after you done talking. So I mean, I thought it was. I'm like, okay, well, obviously they need people to watch Saudi, the Saudi Arabia show because of what happened last year, of everybody getting stuck. So obviously they gotta load the show with what people think they want to see. Goldberg and the Fiend will be di- will be different. The question is, I'm like, does he just no sell all the actions of Goldberg? Like, does he just walk in, catch a spear and a jackhammer, and then he just kicks out of it? Um, or does he squash Goldberg? <laughs> I say both. No way. I don't I think mean, he, I don't think he squashes Goldberg. He's not squashing Goldberg. It's not going to be a long match, but he ain't squashing Goldberg. Well, no, it's a glorified squash, like five minutes. I'm saying I can see Goldberg doing all his big moves and getting, like, you know, having him a comeback, and then The Fiend, like, does what he did to Rollins, like, just gets right up. And maybe Goldberg hit him with, like, that one last spear that hurts him real bad, finds a way to lure Goldberg into a manable claw or something. I don't know. I'm just saying, I would, I would really want him to build up Bray. Goldberg, Goldberg goes for the jackhammer. The Fiend, Mandible calls him, reverses out of it. Here you go. You got you to gotta hit the jackhammer. Yeah, you do got to hit the jackhammer. I don't know, man. I don't yeah. know, but that's what I'm here for, man. I said the Fiend, I, I, I Fiend gets in the ring, and Susie turns around, bam, spear. And they hit a jackhammer, and then he goes for the pin, and then the Fiend... Kicks out, becomes all monster-like, and, and hulks up, and then he goes and beats Goldberg, and then puts his sister Abigail and puts him on the wall with his eyes crossed out, like every other legend that's on there, because it helped, it's helped to build the fiend. And I only the yeah. first. And, see, and my thing too is with Goldberg, you can't really, you, even if the fiend kicks out of all of that, it doesn't really depower Goldberg's move. It that's does. what I'm saying. In my opinion, it doesn't really depower his moves. It's like, oh, well, Goldberg's weak. Now, you know damn well Goldberg ain't no weak. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying it, it will make Bray Wyatt look more it like makes a villain. the Fiend look strong, yeah. Yeah. Like, imagine I'm how here, you know I'm... Goldberg and his moveset. He gonna, you know he's going to hit the spear and a jackhammer. Just imagine if Bray Wyatt no-sells it or kicks out at, like, one and a half or something. That'll make yeah. Bray Wyatt look stronger, not make Goldberg look weaker. That doesn't make Goldberg look weaker, yeah. Now, if he kick out, now Goldberg hit him with that super kick, that career-ending super kick. <laughs> I don't even know if Goldberg get his leg up that high anymore. Ask Bret Hart. He did one at the Royal Rumble in 2017. Gee, man. Ask Bret Hart about it. <laughs> damn, bro, damn, kid, too early. <laughs> too early. I mean, look, as a Goldberg mark, I don't mind the idea. As a wrestling fan, I'm like, I'm still pondering why, but you know Goldberg get his pyro. Yeah, he do get his pyro. He he walked through that. So, 
Uh, you know what? Hey, it's gonna it's gonna cost more. As long, like, I put prime time as long as they book it right. I really think that you know it's a go for me if if, if they if they can book it right. I mean, I just I want Goldberg to be Goldberg, usual Goldberg how he is in his matches, but they build the thing so strong. I think this will really make him stronger by doing that. You know, yeah, by, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. No, he is a super villain. This man, he threw him off a thing and let it in fire, and he got straight up. It was like, what can you do after that? How can you hurt this man after that? But he's not Goldberg. Okay. <laughs> I'm telling you, if y'all have not heard the New Day's podcast shit, Bruh. take listen to it. Big it's e, good. Big E is hilarious. He he is very hilarious in that show. Alright, so Alright, so now me and Prime are gonna do our usual and move on to the Wednesday night war. NXT taking on AEW. Cody is getting ten lashes tonight. So make sure to stay Yo, tuned. I watched that. I watched that video. God. Yeah, that joke was no, the crazy. One, the one the one that Wardlow gave him. Oh, yeah, that was that was <sighs> Yeah, so we'll be right back after we give our review of the Wednesday Night War. Welcome back to the Wednesday Night War, where me and Primetime go head-to-head at it and decide who had the better show in the week, NXT or AEW Dynamite. So we are from February 5th, 2020. So uh, Wednesday Night War, we, we got NXT side. We had a good day. We had a return of Velveteen Dream. Charlotte on NXT, an excellent cruiserweight match between Angel Garza and Isaiah Swerve Scott, and an actual nice six-man tag team and a new chant by uh, Matt Riddle that may get over. Uh, AEW on the other side, we did have that eight-man clusterfuck tag team match, which I kind of enjoyed. We had the ten lashes given to Cody Rhodes, which was brutal to watch on certain occasions. So we're going to see... Who won for the week? Oh, and then, you know, Britt Baker knocking out somebody's tooth. So, we're going to see who won for the week. So, start off with NXT. So, NXT, we start off with the Broserweights coming out in the... Making a WrestleMania entrance. Exactly. Coming out in the Broserweight mobile. Can that please be a thing? So, Pete Dunn, you know, is just looking all like, why am I even riding this day? And Matt Riddle is just enjoying the whole thing. I love it. I this love the so shirt. It's so weird because they say, like, they say that is his happy face. So, he's happy. But he just, he just his face isn't happy. <laughs> exactly. That's funny. You know, it's like, remember Kurt Thomas in basketball who had the same face for everything? <laughs> but it's like, because, like, like, I can understand if he just wasn't enjoying it, like, like uh, you know how you had the Mick Foley and the Rock. Yeah. But it's like no, nah, he 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 joins he enjoys like he joins in when uh when uh Matt, Matt Riddle does the shoulder shrug. Yeah. Like, uh, so, <laughs> I like the dynamic. They, yeah, they get in the ring. I like their pose and everything. And then uh he says you know at first he didn't think how it was gonna work, but now they got a a, a good tag team. He's he's happy with it. And take over Portland. They're taking the tag team championships. And then undisputed era. Does come out well? Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly do come out and uh, try to cut a promo, and then uh, Matt Riddle says, "What Bobby Fish said, fish." And then he said, "Okay, I'm trying to get what he said." 
how much fish can Bobby Fish fry if Bobby Fish could fry fish? Right? I mean, I was, I, I wasn't even, I was like, uh, I ain't gonna even try to see what he said. Okay, okay. I wasn't even gonna try to decode that. Because I, I didn't ask what he said, and then he was going around the chain. How much fish could buy fish fish if buy fish could fry fish? I got it. All right. That's what he was saying to buy fish. And he was obviously getting mad, but, um. I was too, uh, marking out on what, uh, Kyle O'Reilly said. Because, so, like, some people in the wrestling community, like, we call people with different names, like, Sometimes Robert Rude would call him Bobbert or, uh, you know, something like that. Colorado was like, listen here, Matthew Rydell and uh, Peter Doon. Because oh. for some reason, we just mispronounced names like that. I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't know why that made me pop, but I, I, I popped for it. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm about to say the IWC definitely popped for that. So That's like that's like uh, when Ricochet was in the creative games and you had, you had to call him Rick, comma, O'Shea. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like that. <laughs> exactly. Like that. Either that or Rico. So, yeah. But, uh, uh, then Arash Strong tried to appear, uh, beneath them, and then, uh, they, they tried to start fighting. Swift exit, throws away still, uh, celebrate afterwards, and, you know, we, we move from there. We got our first matchup of the night Angel Garza taking on Isaiah Swerve Scott. You know what? Now, without, I, uh, Vega. Without Steve Vega. So, peep this. <laughs> I know Q Flow when he's usually when we on the podcast, he talk about my points, my points, my points, right? Peep this. Mm-hmm. I just enjoyed the good match on this one. Okay. I mean right. I mean I had both guys anyway. So I yeah, broke you just be you don't be you don't be wanting to give up Isaiah Square Sky. That's what that is. Man, no that's my final pick. That was a damn good pick. That's why. <laughs> so uh great matchup between two first of all them testing each other in the beginning was hot. Then I like how Andrew Archer got get super kicked under the bottom rope. And then Isaiah goes for his, his handstand on the apron. Then he gets kicked right in the back of the head by Angel yeah, Garza. That cool. Love that move. Uh, I did, yeah. Angel Garza is, uh, has, like, and goes to the corner. He's about, like, to bounce over, uh, Isaiah. He catches his legs. It turns into that, uh, What's that move that he does? What's it called? With the I don't know what you call. I don't know what they what he calls it. But, <laughs> but that 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 they just flip flip move. I thought that was over, but it wasn't. Then Angel Garza does the thing where he takes off his pants. It wasn't a really creative thing with his, with Tim taking off his tights in this one, like it usually is in certain matches. He was like, I can't do it every single time. Sometimes I'm just have to take. Off. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but he he tries to to, to throw them at at Swerve. And he's just like, what? Throws it back at him and gives him, it gives him that, that that uh house call. Yo, I love that kick, bro. I yeah, love that, it. That kick is so much safer than the JML driver. I tell you that. It, that's what it's called, the JML driver. Okay. So then uh he kicks out of that. So I was like, what is going on? Then Swerve hits the the JML driver on him, and Garza kicks out. I'm like, I did not. I was like, why? How did he kick out his finishing move? But then uh Garza. Uh, tosses him over to the corner, and then he hits him with that uh, double arm sit down neck buster thing, and wins the matchup. So great matchup by these two. A uh, great way to open up the show. I really thought Swerve got. Then after that, he gets on the microphone and talks about how he, you know, uh, destroyed Humberto and Mysterio. Yeah, I mean, kind of 
definitely. I would want to push him on Raw. If that's the case, y'all want to have him destroy both of them. I mean, yeah, but he wants his championship back that Jordan Devlin took. He never defeated him in the first place. Next up, we got Dominic Dachikovic versus <laughs> Killian Dame. So, obviously, Dachikovic is uh, going to be in uh, the picture for the North American Championship at Tickle Portland. He got to get some momentum. Exactly. And uh, this match... Did disappoint. A uh, good matchup by him and uh, Killian Dame. A little bit slower than the one that him and Damian Priest had last week yeah, on NXT, yeah. obviously. But uh, he gets Killian. You know, huh? I'm, not, I'm not even going to lie. I missed the old Killian Dame, though. Like, which one? Like, from Sanity? Yes. When he was Sanity, but he was still by himself. Because, like, yeah. I don't know. Just his matches seem more exciting. Even when he's on, like, UK or whatever. It's just, they're okay, but they're not. The same, I feel like. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. I mean, like, you know, obviously, Killian Dame has lost some momentum, but obviously, I haven't seen him have, a like, an actual Killian Dame match like he used to have in a while. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe he just changed, or maybe just because he's bad, he don't do the stuff that he used to do. Well, I don't know. Eh, I know. We got to figure it out. But uh, he's on the he's on top rope that uh, Dominic Dajakova picks up for the Feast Your Eyes and picks up the win. Oof. Over Killian Dame, and then uh, after that, Thick Theo comes to the top and lets him know he says, "Take over Portland, me and you for this." Like, <laughs> a, a, like we don't know. And then you know, say so. You know, they shake hands out of mutual respect. Well, so I mean, the, the audience didn't know honestly because they announced it while they were going up the ramp. So the audience probably didn't know at all. So. Yeah. So I, I gotta scream it out loud like Hulk Hogan. I gotta make sure the people in the back can see me and hear me. <laughs> well, I know that that should be a really good matchup at Takeover. Always is. Always is. I wish they would have added a stipulation because they fought so many times, but I'm not mad at it. Well, you know, I mean, what well, the stipulation being the championship, you probably want a gimmick okay. to it. All right. Uh huh. Well, yeah, gimmick, yeah, gimmick, my bad. So, next up, we have uh. Mercedes Martinez taking on Captain Catanzaro. Casey Catanzaro. Casey Catanzaro. I was saying they wrong. I'm sorry, Ricky. I mean, get, get, get your uh, get your lady name messed messed up. Uh, but you know what I did like though is that they gave her a promo package to show why I guess like you know she's hey. a rising star, or whatever. Like they just showed something to show her off. Exactly, like and that she came back. Uh, and number two, first of all, did you peep Blue Cage like the referee? <laughs> what? The ref like Luke Cage, man, like Mike Coulter. You talking about the? Uh, not really. I know which one you talking about. Not. I mean, not. not in this not picture, in this picture, I'm looking at. I'm like, bro, this this Luke, this small Luke Cage right here. But uh, Mercedes Martinez mostly, uh, obviously overpowered uh, the smaller Casey and uh, uh, pins to win with the, the that that Latin sensation. Uh, Fisherman Buster that she does. So, picture the win here. Uh, decent matchup, but it wasn't really nothing um, noteworthy other than, you know, they get in the matchup. Um, I mean, she was, you know, she, I mean, she's still, like, I like how they still building her, though. Both of them at the same time. Yeah. Uh, then, we're back to brawling again, because we got Tommaso Ciampa out brawling with the Undisputed Era, which, by the way, the bros awaits provide some backup. So, you already know what happens, player. When you have a brawl out of nowhere, you gotta make yourself a tag team match, player. Uh, 
Yeah, so early in the night, I thought he said it was going to be like four on them four versus them, and then they whoever is a partner. That's what I thought was going to happen. Well, I guess not. Yeah, no, they just said, they just said, well, the Women's Championships, six-man tag team match player. So, the original Undisputed Era before Roddy came there versus Ciampa and the Broserweights. So, uh, something some to look forward to. Cruiserweight Championship, Jordan Devlin takes on Tyler Breeze. Now, this is the first time I've actually seen Jordan Devlin, like, wrestle because... Oh, no, he's, he's very good. He's very good. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I don't watch UK. Like I told you earlier, uh, whatever that was, he's the, literally the discount Finn Balor from they're from the same place. They literally have almost the same gear, the same facial hair, look, muscles, like everything's almost the same. Yeah. Tit for tat. Yes, I do but, agree. I, 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 I do agree. Uh, the only thing is that um, it was this was not better than the than the Isaiah Swerve match and Andrew Garza. In my opinion, no, but it was it was it was a very good match. It was a good match. I, look, I, I miss Tyler Breeze. Which one? The, the 2016, 15, 14 Tyler Breeze. Okay, uh-huh. because not like ever since he came up to the main roster, he hasn't really done nothing of note except for being a tag team. But that's it. Like he his 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 moves going down. Like he used to do the supermodel kick and finish people. He used to do the uh. Uh, I forgot what it's called. The beauty shot used to used to take out everybody. Now he do it every week, and, and it's just like a setup. <laughs> it is. Well, first of all, look, let's just be real. The beauty shot wasn't not a great finisher in the first place. It was, but when it's he a had spinning the hill kick. Yeah, well, yeah, but when he had the character, yeah, he was like, "I'm Tyler Breeze, and I can put you down with any move I feel like." It. I was, uh, I don't know. I like that Tyler Breeze to come back, you know, but. I mean, I mean, look, I mean, he has been floating in deep waters. He hasn't sink yet, but he has a float. But it's like I said, right now he's just basically showcasing his, you know, his, his singles wrestling style. But it was good. Uh, Jordan Devlin picks, picks, picks up the match here in a very uh, decent matchup. I did not mention, which I think I had before, they had the sit-down promo between uh, Finn Balor and Giant Gargano. I ain't gonna even lie, I skipped that. <laughs> Rip, bro, you missed the burn that Gargano got from... Uh, that Gorgano gave Balor. What did he say? Because uh, you know, they was going back to back, and then Balor was just like, you know, uh, he said, do you think I care? He said, why do you need to beat me? Well, why, are you trying to get match of the year? I don't care if this match is 20 minutes or 20 seconds. And then, and then he said, Gorgano cut him off and said, that's the, Gorg- that's the Finn Balor I want. That's the one I've been looking for. I don't want that raw spread out Finn Balor. I don't want the Finn Balor that lost to Bobby Lashley 17 times in a row. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody was like, "Ooh!" In the audience, right. he said, "He said, My man. he said, he said, I'm gonna take that Finn Balor. That's Finn Balor one, and that flag that you carry, I'm gonna stab it right through your heart." And the Finn Balor was just like, "Hey, Johnny, I don't have a heart." So, I, hey, I, I thought it was a decent sit down, uh, side to side thing they had. It, you know, they both take a shot okay. at each other. So, I Speaking of missing people, Finn Balor, I'm glad he came back to his roots. I'm glad he got a rejuvenation. You're right. Because him uh, auditioning for that toothpaste commercial just wasn't working for me. <laughs> that was a good way of putting it. Audition for that toothpaste commercial. That's what he was doing. My uh, shiny teeth at me. Uh, so, Bianca Belair comes out and says, hold on, hold on, everybody, hold up. 
So, first off, I got a match with Rhea Ripley at TakeOver Portland. But yeah, she over there talking to the talking to this queen that, that, that and she all up in the queen business. She had no business being like she just gonna walk past me. And I was like, you know what? I like how you came out there firing at, at jump. Because you, you need to acknowledge that. And then Charlotte uh comes out, everybody's enjoying Charlotte. Oh, welcome back. Welcome back. Like this is the first time we see Charlotte NXT in a while. And uh so Charlotte gives the NXT since rule. Like 2014, 15? Yeah, she says so. She tells Bianca she respects her. She's a hell of an athlete, but you're no queen. And then Bianca like, ah, oh, no, the bitch didn't. Uh-uh. So, uh, Rhea Ripley comes out, and Rhea Ripley is sitting there, uh, talking to a Charlotte kind of promo. And now, the funniest part to me was uh, when they started talking and. Bianca was about to say something. I tried to like put her hand in her face, and Bianca was like, "I know." She was just like that for like a good like nah. three uh, to like up to me. She said, "I know." She just she didn't do that. She, she didn't said, "You team. said you." She said the champ champions are talking, so you stay over there and play with your brain. I was just like, "Oh, Charlotte, you didn't do that. Charlotte, you ain't do that. You ain't do that." And then after that moment, look, I ain't I, I want to try to uh, make amends with Ripley. I would have just beat her up there. I would. If that was a real heel, Bianca, she would have just started, like, grabbing her by her hair and just beating up. No, but, no, but hold on. But, but what she said, what she said, because before she said that, she was just like, hold on, hold on. Uh, She said, oh, God, what did she say? Because she said. Real said, no, I don't come to your house and disrespect no, you. No, no, but be, be, before then, Bianca said to, to, to Charlotte, she was oh. just. Charlotte made the comment and she said hold on we don't come to this, don't come, we don't, I'll come to your show and disrespect to y'all you came out here we have a saying we are NXT and then Bianca attacked Charlotte and then you don't even go here the, yo that, oh my god I need that on a shirt I need that as a you don't even go here yo I need that on a shirt like in the worst way um they pick up Sean, give a double face buster, and they stare down each other for a championship. So here's, I, huh? I would have actually did something to her. You know, is that is that like she just can't get hurt or something? Like I would actually did like the KOD or you know uh, the Riptide or something. I would, but you know what? Because I, I think this look. This, this is what I'm thinking. All right, Charlotte has yet to give her answer of who she wants yeah. to challenge, right? But you don't. But Bianca Belair is not one of the people that no disrespect to like Naomi on SmackDown, who's just going to be the one to hold over until we get to uh, WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Bianca Belair is not that. So here's what I'm thinking: they beat down Charlotte. They they teamed up on Charlotte, right? So mm-hmm. what better way for us to do it and take over Portland during the good match between Bianca and Rhea Ripley? Charlotte comes. It interferes and breaks up that whole matchup. Yep. Because you don't attack the queen like that. Both of y'all. Get, I came here to face you. You know what I'm saying? So, you, you know, you, you, you got to pay that back. If somebody's writing the story, I, you got to pay that back. I, I do, but it's just like, I ain't going to even lie to you. I would love that. Would it just, they literally did the same thing last year. With who? When Ronda came out and cost uh, both of them the title. And they both wanted to fight her. Look, I understand that. But the thing is, 
you knew that was going to happen because they had they did they did not trust to put just Becky and Ronda in the main event. They had to oh, put Charlotte in there. This is not the main yeah. event. And besides, this is a better little bit better book triple threat match if they do it that way. I don't way. know if it'll be triple I don't know if it'll be triple threat though. Just because the more hype around it is Ripley versus Charlotte, but I I would I wouldn't be opposed to triple threat either. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just saying more look, people but, are talking about. But 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 peep this though. I'm just saying. You don't want to just cast Bianca out like all right, she cause you just said when she won the Battle Royale, she just going to win, and all of a sudden she just going to just, you know, lose to Rhea Ripley. Like you, 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 you got to build. I think it. they might hold it over until the night before WrestleMania or whenever the takeover is. They might. I'm not sure. Maybe. All I see is Charlotte interrupting both both of them. She come out. She she goes. She, she chooses Rhea, and then Bianca like, no, nah, sis, you not going to just come in here and invade my business and try to take my championship. Now they may have a match between Charlotte and Bianca, which would be stupid because Bianca, she earned her match in the Battle Royal, and then Charlotte earned hers in the Royal Rumble. They both had that stare down at the Royal Rumble. So it might be it might be Bianca versus Ripley the night before. Winner gets to fight Charlotte the next night or something. I'm not sure. I'm, I don't know. Let's I, 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 see like the direction they're going in. Look, if they do a triple threat, I'm not mad at it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not mad at it either. You know, even though I, I can't say, yeah, they did it last year, but I'm still not mad at the triple threat. Yeah. Six-man tag team matchup is up next. Uh, what we got? Tomas Shop at the Broseways takes on the Undisputed Era. Uh, decent matchup, but it, once again, it was mostly just a brawl. They didn't really get enough time to get anything, like, really, really, really going. Because as Chopper was about to go for his finishing move, uh, Roderick Strong comes out of nowhere, gives him a knee right to the face. <laughs> And they, yeah. they, they beat down Pete Dunn and they give him that brain buster kick move oh, on the outside. Red Dragon. Yeah. Red Dragon is awesome. Look, Red Dragon they gave is him awesome. That Red Dragon. Then they gave him the, uh, what's it? What the, total Elimination. Yeah, Total Elimination. I was about to say sick kid, my bad. Total Elimination. Yeah. And I, then, I, uh, I, 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 I hate what they call it, the up down. Or whatever they call it. That, that's the movie. No, they, no they, they used to call it total elimination. Total, okay, yeah. So uh, they, they did that to uh, uh, P, uh, excuse me, uh, not Pete, uh, um, Matt Riddle. So then they yeah. beat up, they beat up Chopper, and then all of a sudden, those three circles that says two five twenty come up, and they go inside of a pyramid, which is and it's Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> oh no, it is. I swear, I thought he had face paint on for a second. You thought it was a dead Ultimate Warrior? Stop. <laughs> no, I'm talking. About, I thought I thought VLT had like face paint on oh. when they showed the, the black light or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he comes out and it's Velveteen Dream who just gives a sky oh, rock. Oh, bro, I'm like, what? Like, how do you climb through all that? But okay. Oh my In god. In the dark. That's, that's awesome. And he comes and dives down on the air, takes them all out, gives a Dream Valley driver, gives a super kick, and then has Roderick Strong in the ring and rips off his pants. That reveals Roderick Strong, Velty Dream, and his wife, Marina Shafir. That is very funny. Yo, he's the Rick Rude of today. I like it. I like it. Velveteen Dream is the Rick Rude of Velveteen today. Velveteen get permission first, though. Because, you know, uh, Jake Snake ain't getting permission. He just, he just did it. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, he, he just Rick definitely Rude, did that, Joe. <laughs> he just did it. Rude was drawing. <laughs> Rude Drew. But, uh, hey, because uh, Jake was like, hey, you do that, I'm going to rip them off. And he did it, and he ripped them off, all right? Exactly. Uh, 
So, but yeah, so uh, that was good. The crowd was eating this whole thing up. So, Velveteen Dream is back. So, that's the way NXT closed. And hey, that was... My points. My points are going to skyrocket. Oh, wait, that's right. You, you, you had Dream, don't you? Yes, I do. Yeah, I, I got I, I got, I got Chase with that. You said you wanted to trade. We can talk about that later. <laughs> okay. All right, time for some AEW Dynamite. So, uh, right now, the first match that we have is John Moxley taking on Ortiz, which is a member from, uh, you know, Ortiz to Santana. In the circle. In the circle. Or, yeah. They kick, they kick off the matchup. Uh, the, the, uh, the, the match is pretty decent. You know, yeah, but remember, remember me telling you that that was probably one of the one things I don't like about AEW, though, is like, why is this match so long? Like, Moxley is like the best in the whole company, and Ortiz is like a tag team tag wrestler. Yeah, he, he should he should have got done with him quick. I understand there's people on the outside, but he still could have finished it quick. I, I didn't think we needed to go to a commercial break for this match, honestly. Yeah, you know what? I do agree with you like that, because I know they're trying to get the opening match hot, but this wasn't one of those hot opening private party type matches. Yeah. It, 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 hey, hey, at least it didn't open up with a tag team match. Like uh-huh. <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, he he reversed the Lariat and hits the Paradigm Shift on or, Ortiz, and that that's the match. And he wins the match, which you knew was going to happen. And then he, yeah. he's waiting for Jericho to say Tanner comes in, but uh, Moxie hits uh, him with a Paradigm Shift. Also, it pulls out some car keys. The ones that he got to that car that Jericho exactly. got Exactly. And took it and put it in Santana's eye. <laughs> well. <laughs> sort of. Well, you know, yeah. I, I mean. Hey, I swear they thought it was so cool. They replayed it back in slow motion. He was nowhere near. They were like, <laughs> uh, well, he got the most of it there. He got the most of it. I'm about like, to say. Nah, he didn't get it at all. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just like, bruh, I think you might want to not do that again. Okay. Yeah, they, they should have just left it as it is. Well, they went back, played it, zoomed in, and went in slow motion. I was like, see, now y'all just doing too much. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so he hits, he hits him in an eye for an eye, in a circle rundown, and then Moxie gets out and goes through the crowd and gets away from there. So uh, there's a fine line between genius and insanity, and right now Moxley is straddling that line," said Jim Ross. Uh, Jim Ross has a couple lines, good and bad, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Uh, next match we have a Scorpio Sky and Frankie Kazaria, aka SCU, taking on SCU. best friends. God, Chuck Taylor and Trent with Orange Cassidy. Uh. Uh, I mean, like I said, the match is pretty good. I like the German suplex on the outside, which I know that shit hurt, but I don't care. I hate the best friends anyway. Uh, but, uh, but, um, uh, was it? SCU, SCU win the match, yeah. don't they? SCU wins, and yeah. then the Dark Order. The Dark Order all attacks everyone in the ring. And <laughs> Here's the thing. I am, they, they need scarier masks. Uh, Evil okay. Uno. So you, so you think they're a scary, a scary group? Say what? I don't, I don't think they're more of a scary group. I think they just want masks. <laughs> I think they're like the the, the aces and eights before everybody was on building aces and eights. I mean, you're right, but but, they, but even still, even if you're gonna wear a mask, 
have it be one of those, you know, non-facial masks. It, it, it's just like the, the black stocking over the face. Well, they all jobbers anyway, so obviously they don't care about them. But Evil Uno's <laughs> not. Okay, all right, all right. You got a point. You know what I'm saying? So, and then, it, but after they about taking out, Orange Cassidy is in the ring. Freshly <laughs> squeezed. Freshly squeezed. Everybody gassing them up. And like, <laughs> and put so, his hands in his pocket and they just instantly jump him. Yo, that, yo, that shit had me die. He's about to give him, he's about to give him over. See, that's the thing. When people join Dark Order, they hand him a mask, right? Yeah. And I'm saying, it don't got to be a Fiend style match. That's not, the, that's not the style of their group. But, Remember, there was something scary about the Wyatt family, and it was that sheet mask. It's just a sheet yeah. mask. Yeah. But it, 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 they but made the way, look, that, the way that they acted, like the, when he turned his head to the side, or yeah, you know, that crazy, they, the weird stuff. They but made you know. they made the sheet mask scary. This shit look over here. I'm like, it's like a, it's a bad wrestling mask. So they went to party city before the show. Yeah. It like they went to Shark Boy house. <laughs> Give me a shell. Yeah. <laughs> Like they went to Shark Boy house. Alright, so he he puts the hands in the pocket, they just beat the shit out of Orange Cassidy. The glasses go flying and they beat the shit out of Orange Cassidy. And then here comes uh Christopher Dales coming out to save everybody and they all retreat. So, so on being the elite, the la- the latest episode, uh huh. Daniels, Kazarian, and Scorpio Sky in the locker room and uh he was like Whatever you, wrist tape is in my bag, so Daniels leaves the room. They pick up the wrist tape to find out that there's a Dark Order mask in his suitcase. But then he comes back and then they hide it. So I don't know what that's supposed to mean, or if they're brewing anything, or if Daniels is just using it for whatever he's using it for. You know, I don't know. I don't know where the story is going. I hope they don't have Christopher Daniels. Be but the, the the leader of Dark Order. I I don't. I don't I've been this. hearing. I've been hearing two names that would be way better than Christopher Daniels. Yeah, honestly. Luke Harper, one of them. Luke Harper, and then the other one is Matt Hardy. But see, the thing is, if it's Matt Hardy, you know we're going back to the brick. We're going back to broken, and I'm like, I, I think the broken thing is ran its course. As far, I don't think. I don't. I don't, don't think will be quite the broken, but. <laughs> and besides, Matt Hardy. As all the great work Matt Hardy done, he deserves something better than the Dark Order. Because Dark Order is <laughs> not, not that great of a group. I mean, he saved the whole company. He probably can do something with the Dark Order. Yeah, he, least, he saved the whole company by doing something on his own. But he, he bought that from the ground up. The Dark Order is something that AEW created that sucks. That's true. So, uh... Just by the way, real quick, have you, have you, you gotta watch the Free to Delete series. I don't know why it's so entertaining, but that Hardy, like, goes through his, all of his, all of his characters, and he looks exactly the same. Damn. Like, he, he did Ice Cold, you remember Ice Cold, Cold Hearted, Matt Hardy when he had the braids? Yep. And then he did Matt Hardy version one, and then, like, all of them, he looks exactly the same. Big Money Matt. He did Big Money Matt. He did the one when he was in TNA and he was uh with uh EC3 and Ty. He did. I'm like, this man just don't age, obviously. Or at least he, he just been looking old. But but his but his fucking knees do. Well, yeah, they can't bend his knees. <laughs> he right can't bend, bend the knees at all. <laughs> he even said that. He even said that one of his characters. He had on like some shorts. He was like, hey, don't talk about my legs. It's the upper body business. <laughs> 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 oh, uh, next match is 
Dr. Brent Baker, DMD. Take I know you're going to mess his name up, so I'll say it. <laughs> the right, magical right. girl. got to put respect. Yuka Sakazaki. Okay. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm going to get my Jim Ross on. <laughs> I already knew I already knew Yuka was going to win this match, though, because um, the company that she is, she is, like, the main champ, so she can't lose. Uh-huh. She's like the the Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns of her of her, her okay. company. She's the main champion, so she can't lose. So well, I guess everybody, yeah, I, everybody in her company like four foot eleven there, right? Well, you be what you you watch them videos with the Japanese girls. Yeah, on, uh, yeah, yeah. They small like Riho. Yeah. So um, after the matchup, which was not that good in the first place. Uh, Cause she loses. Yeah, they, they don't jail well together. Exactly. Brittany don't, don't jail well with like low bias. You like she loses to a roll, so she starts beating her down. She takes the bell right, and comes and hits a Yuka in the back with the softest bell tap. <laughs> I have seen. I was like, I'm mad you had to sell for that boo. I'm sorry. And then she puts her mouth on the bottom, but steps on like a, like a American History X curb stomp. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, which and then. You see her with a pool of blood and see that she lost a two, which I think it was fake in the first place. Uh, probably. Yeah, I'm but sure. but still, I was like, okay, I, I see what y'all y'all uh see what y'all trying to do here. They want to try to make her more vicious. That's the case. She should come out with a uh, floss and put it around people's teeth and just pull it. <laughs> you know. You know what? That that, that that that'll be kind of cool. That'd be more vicious. That'd be hillish. You you're right, man. You actually see some see see, see the blood. Uh. <laughs> AEW World Tag Team Champions Kenny Omega and Anna Page and the Young Bucks. So the whole elite taking well, on. Well, well, well. The the name tag said the elite and Adam Heyman Page. Wow, so. oh, we are going there now. <laughs> we doing it now. Uh, taking on. So yeah, I like the slow burn though. But yeah, you keep to, to take it on the Lucha Brothers and the Butcher the Blade with the Bunny in an eight man tag team bout player. So, this match was once again it's, it's it's all over the place, as this match should be. Uh, but uh, okay, I remember Hangman gets pinned by Pentagon. Yes, because look, he was like the whole match. He didn't tag in none of the books. He was just tagging in Kenny. Uh huh. Like the. <laughs> You know how like you get a hot tag, so he was getting a hot tag, and he looked up and he seen both of the books. Cause I ain't tagging y'all. They went went right in into the finisher, and then Phoenix dove on the books, and they lost. Uh. So you know they still going with the little slow burn thing, and um, yeah. So I, do you want to go into the, the the young buck segment after this, or you want to wait till later? No, I mean we can go into it now because afterwards. They're, they're frustrated with how, you know, with, with uh, Adam Page and Omega is, you know, he trying to be peacekeeper. But then, who comes up on the screen? It's Pac. Pac. Yeah, and Pac is, is, is up there, and he said it was supposed to be a contract signing tonight. But you uh, but you left Michael Nakazawa for dead. And it's like, yeah, you don't care about Michael Nakazawa, so I got to get somebody that you care about. Yeah, what about? I don't know how he do his acting. Rio. Now, Rio, obviously, I'm like, somebody got to put her in some acting classes. Because she did not look, she just stand there with the belt. Like, what? didn't look frightened at all. 
she literally don't know English at all. So it's like, uh, Rio standing there looks scared. Uh, I'm just saying, but you know, but here's the she didn't even look she just look like a little kid who lost her way to her locker. Like, excuse me, uh, can you yeah, help my locker? Like, what is he saying? That's probably what she's trying to say. What is he saying? Exactly. Is he talking about me or something? I don't know. So, uh, he, he, he uh, threatens to uh, hurt Rio. But, I'm so uh, surprised, though. I'm surprised at him. Who, Pat? Cause yes, because we call him the bastard. He talking about, I would never hit a woman. Like, you're you're in the biggest heel, one of the biggest heels, and you're Pat. Your name is the bastard. Exactly. I thought they would have let it pass. I thought they would have let it pass, but I guess not. But he says, stop, stop, stop. You got your match, Omega Scream. Not in really convincing, neither. But he, he said that. He said, I hope you didn't think I put my hands on a woman, Kenny. I'm not a beast. But she is. And then who is it? It's Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose. Comes to text Rio. And then, uh. Oh, my God. Game of Power Balls break. Oh, my God. You said, wait, say it again. She gave her a power bomb and the table didn't break. She just slid off the table. I mean, well, it's Rio. But it's Nyla Rose doing the slamming. I mean, it's the but she. It's like when Shaw threw Sasha Banks to that table, gave her a wedgie. She light, man. <laughs> so you said, so she should have just jumped on her or something. No, she should have because see what happened is she's not in a ring, so she probably didn't want to snap Power Mama, like because you you you, uh, you, you, you uh. gotta like. Wow, you gotta throw her through that fucking table, and if she do, the table's not gonna break her fall. So she gonna hit that concrete, and then you then, then you gonna be fucked up because she only twenty two or twenty one, and you got to take the title off her. So she probably gave her a power bomb. She was the impact wasn't hard enough to you know to put her through the table, and it was. So you either take the table out, or you do so that you, know, you put it on the table and then you you dive through it yourself. Oh yeah, could do like a. I feel like she could do like a dreamer job or something. I don't know. Uh, if I still want, I, I mean, it's, it's something that she got to go to do the table with her. With her. Yeah, that's what I said. That's why I said dreamer job because at least you, you can kind of go through the table with it, kind of yeah. put your weight on the table or something, you know. Uh, next up we got super bad Kip Sabian with Penelope Ford taking huh? on the bad boy Joe Janela. I'm telling you that now. Huh? Best dress. I'm telling you that now. Ooh, Penelope. Penelope. Yep. I mean, well, hey. Uh, you know, I hate to say it like this, but I'm not really into Joe Janela matches unless they're not hardcore matches. Yeah, yeah, pretty and much. <laughs> that, that sucks because Joe Janela is actually a, a suitable wrestler. But let, let's be real here. Did you like seeing Mick Foley matches without the hardcore element? Uh, it depending on the character. You know what? The, the, that's fair. That's fair. But you talk about Cactus Jack? Nah, not really. Not, if it wasn't like a walking brawl or a hardcore match, you're just like, uh, this is okay, I guess. It's not really my, it's not really my thing, but it's okay. You know? So, this match is not even, this match is not even really like, it's okay. This match is more like, okay, I'm ready for this to be over. Well, basically, that's what it was for me. And uh, Saban, Rolled up Joy Janela for the dirty victory. <laughs> well, talk about this segment real quick. Uh-huh. Um, we backstage and it's Heyman and the Bucks, and it was like, "Why didn't you tag us?" And he was like, "Since you got these titles, you uh, you might lose them next week or so. You know, uh, Matt and Nick are threatening to probably take their titles 
And it was like, I should have asked what you were thinking, but I know what you were thinking. And he took the beer out of Hangman's hand. And then <laughs> we took the, he took the beer out of Hangman's hand, hand. They zoom in and they leave and they zoom out. And he has like a picture and he's drinking a picture of beer. It was like, <laughs> I don't know where they come up with doing these creative things for Hangman for how he gets the beer every single time, but I like it. You know, it, it's, it's funny when it comes to Hangman. Hangman, you can tell, is getting effort put into the stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'm liking him more now than when they first was building him up. Exactly. So that people are starting to gravitate towards him. So now it's time for the main event, where it's the 10 lashes to Cody Rhodes. First of all, MJF comes out, and then Cody Rhodes comes out with his WrestleMania entrance. It's a lot. Uh, Cody Rose in there, and then MJF, and MJF got their burgundy suit on everything. And then he's like, "You know what? This is a nice belt I got on. I don't this. this you don't deserve to get this. Deserve to touch this nice belt. How about we use your belt?" So Cody takes off his belt, takes off his shirt. And I'm like, "They really about to do this." Ooh, yeah. his... You know, you know, Cody had to post them, them pictures of his back afterwards. Cody posts like every injury he has. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so the first one, I was like, "Oh, yo, he really hitting him." Cody, you dedicated to try to make AEW work because ain't no grown man gonna hit me with no belt in my back and I ain't swinging. <laughs> I mean, I, I figured he was going to hit him for real. I ain't know he's gonna hit him with all his force though. He 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 hit that. He hit him. He hit him like he made it feel like Denzel and Glory. So, <laughs> so then like, I, mean, I was just saying like, the first two. He's like okay. He's like all right. I, I'm ready for this to be over. And then the third one. Then uh, that's when he kind of like starts taking his time a, a bit. Exactly. I was like, whoo. <laughs> I think the third one. That's when Arn Anderson came out there too. Oh yeah, and when the coach came like, out Arne there. Anderson, and then uh, all of the like heels came out to the stage to stand there and look. Yeah, sit, sit there and watch. And then even Dustin came out and said, I don't want to take the rest of them forward. He's like, no, that's not part of the deal. So, uh, and I think the Bucks came out eventually. Yeah, so they was cheering him more like, yo, man, you got this. We here for you. Oh, there, there was, yeah, there was countdown too. I like that. Exactly. And then, so, uh, when they're on the eighth one, Cody's just like, Gives him the finger. And because he was like, stay out, bitch. And then he, he uh gave him the finger. You know, I would be so I would be so mad if this happened because uh you know, he's like, you know what? I'm tired of this. Warlow steps like, I do it. The look on Cody's face when Warlow steps up to do it, it's like, oh I'm screwed. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm screwed. <laughs> so he gets that knife one by Warlord. God, I was like, bruh, I heard that down the street. And it was great to see, and then so of course, you white black you know, black girl magic man, she had to come down to the ring. She, she had to help a man out, and she, she came down there, and she's like, "You got one more, baby, one more, fight for this. You can do this. I love you so much." Grabbed the hand and kiss. I'm just like, you know, Cody, he like, "Yo, I'm sorry for your people." I'm like, uh. So it, it was a very touching moment because I was like, you know, ever, ever since that whole Nightmare Collective thing happened, I haven't seen them interact a lot. Yeah, they said this kind of like not broke her spell, but it's kind of like um, helped her get out of that state for the time being. First of all, here's the thing: I know there was a state. <laughs> I, was just I, I I know there's a state, but I know she she posts 
videos on Twitter talking about her going to therapy and stuff. Or like kayfabe <laughs> therapy. Wow. Okay. Well, um, that story has just continued. Next. Uh, so, as he gets up, Warlord hits him right across the chest. With like, the, it looked like it hit him in the face, honestly. It it hit him in the front, which hurts. Because even when Dale Bryant took, took, took the strap to the front, I was like, God. Uh, so, he hits that. And um, it's, uh, then... Uh, MJF, he hits uh, with a low blow, but he runs out the way like a little pussy. And yeah, there was like 10 people in there can, can actually beat him up rather than, you know, Cody not being a toucher. So, <laughs> at uh, AEW Revolution, it will be that steel cage match between those two, right? Uh, him and Warlow, yes. Oh, I, I thought he get MJF. He gets MJF after he fights Warlow in the cage. Oh my god. Okay, yo, because, you know, here's the thing. They're doing a good job telling the story like, I want him to beat the fuck out of MJF. Yeah, they're doing a good job. Okay, so when does he get MJF then? At the pay per view and the revolution. Oh, I, okay, that's I, why I, I thought the case match was at revolution. Okay, so he, he faces. No, the case match is probably either next week or, you know, leading up to it. Okay. And what's the match with uh, MJF? Just a regular match? I believe so, yes. Oh, no. I'm, I'm whooping his ass. <laughs> I, I, I'm slave whooping him. Like, you don't understand. But that was AEW Dynamite this week. So, uh, we won, we did go a little over. But, a little. Uh, in your opinion, who won for the week? Who? Honestly, I don't even know. Honestly, I can't even... Uh... It was a close one, wasn't it? Yes, it's very close. I could be swayed. You know what? You tell me your answer and I could be swayed. Okay. Well, in my personal opinion, I think NXT gets the slight win this week. Okay. And the okay. reason why I'm saying NXT gets the slight win this week is because, one, the Cruiserweight match was fire between uh, Swerve and uh, Garza. But it, it's everybody was here for that. The segment between Bianca Belair, Charlotte, and Rhea Ripley was 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 fire because I didn't okay. think Bianca was going to be out there for that. Okay. So that was a surprise. The return of Velveteen Dream and the way he came back was hot. Okay. And of course, I did enjoy the whole Brosaway thing uh, with them in the beginning. So those are the things that helped propel NXT for me. Now the, the thing with AEW, the whole segment was hard to watch, but it was a great segment between Cody and MJF. I like that. I'm not feeling the dark order like that. It, it is, and every time they try to get me more and more into it, they kind of like these 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 guys look nutty, and it bo- and it bothers me. I'm like they don't look creepier, or the whole gimmick isn't more creepier. And I agree with you, like uh, Moxley and uh, Ortiz did not need to be that long. The Britt Baker stuff did not work for me. It wasn't a good women's match at all, you know. And then it was. It, it's like the, the 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 driving thing for AEW for me this week was the MJF Cody segment, obviously. And I did like uh, you know, the the Hangman Page stuff with Kane Omega, but that does not beat out the rest of the stuff that happened on NXT. And of course, the the, the Finn Balor and uh, Giant Gorgano sit down interview was good. So NXT oh. NXT get, gets the side win for me. Okay, well, I mean, I might I go with NXT too because you know not just fighting it. Uh, you know, Bianca Belair's segment. 
You don't even go here, that. <laughs> <laughs> and she wasn't supposed to be in that. She wasn't supposed to be in that promo, so you know it, that's why it was fun. So yeah, okay. All right, I I I'll take your word for it. I like NXT. NXT this week. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, NXT this week. So you guys post out the comments down below how, which one did you guys like most, and then we're going to get back to uh, the, the regular podcast before we close it out. All right, guys, that was the Wednesday Night War, uh, brought to you by me and Proud Time for mm-hmm. NXT versus AEW. But now it's time for us to get up out of here. Uh, decent podcast, like I said, uh, we definitely talked a lot about our list, so hopefully next week will be easier, Lady Sketch will be able to join us, or, uh, who she feels as though was left off the list and curses out, just in case she doesn't agree with anybody, but that's, the, that's the fun of it, I should just put Angel Dogs up there to piss her off, but you know. Oh, uh, come on, man. No, yeah, I'm not gonna do that to her, not my wife. Uh, once again, check out SpaciousPhilly.com, the production company we're a part of. Check out all the podcasts they have on that side, uh, uh, over there, both sides. Lulu and Pop, Lulu and Pop Horror War Show, and Market Dark Show. Then check us out on there as well as the No Gimmick Scene of Wrestling Podcast, Nerd Gangster Talk Podcast, Turntables about Culture and Beyond, and Drunk Dogs, Sober Tongues, along with the brand new Ballers Dives that is coming. I just gotta find a cover for that thing, but it'll be coming up very, very soon. Make sure you check us out on all the podcasts, apps, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spreaker, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, and then check us out on YouTube Premium. If, if you guys you know have Google Play, YouTube Premium is already a thing. Thank you guys for muscling out with me, getting this podcast done. I can't wait to hear y'all list for next week, and then you know we're gonna have some more stuff to talk about as another week of wrestling goes through. Especially with NXT TakeOver Portland next weekend. As well, that should be an entertaining show. I'm already pissed it's coming on during my All-Star weekend, so thank God for the network. I can go back and watch it. And, because you know, I'm going to be on there All-Star weekend. So, uh, you know, check all that great stuff out. So, once again, this is uh, NC, a place to be children, Mr. Andy. To my wife, the greatest catch lady sketch who is passed out right now. To the man of the reality, Q Flow for the rookie. All right, take it easy, everybody. And not Deion Sanders for prime time. All right, y'all. I do gotta say one thing though. Yeah. I did recently did have Mr. Andy on my podcast. Yes, I was. Favorite black actors, athletes, and actors. So you guys want to listen to that? Go to the Prime Nostalgia Podcast anywhere podcast. Uh, you listen to, except for Apple. We ain't there yet. But, Got uh, you. Yeah, that's good. Well, yeah, like, uh-huh. hey, prior, I was on Prime Nostalgia, had fun and everything. So make sure you guys go check that out and all that great stuff. Black History Month. You talking about his love for Agent Zero. I definitely do not. Don't like that guy at all, but all right. <laughs> and Q-Flow, take us out. To your ears, welcome to the show. We don't need any gimmicks, you already know. So sit back, relax, and hit the like button. Go and share with your friends and keep the likes coming. Swag on trivia and prompts top five. Either way, it's fun and you're hearing it live. Join with your host, Mr. A and E. Yeah, you know it's the place to be. It's NC.
imagine your new bathroom? A sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. 